1: This episode of the In This League Fantasy Football podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football, with more winners and more payouts than any other site. Make your deposit today using our promo code ITLFootball, and then come over to FanDuel.com slash ITLFootball and play in our weekly matchup. Get to play against ITL and ITL listeners for only five bucks. It's FanDuel.com slash ITLFootball. All right, let's get to the episode.
0: ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents in a world of football podcasts that sounds like this.
1: Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio.
0: And talk like this. Wah 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 don't go after running back wah wah because they're not so much fun Let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring
2: Bogman. Then he came in and he just went ham. Oh, God. Yummy and panties. Like, those are words like men should not say. And the Welsh. Well, Wait, is- did you just bro
0: another player? You say bro instead of bortles? I totally <laughs> called them bro. Are you broing all of these guys? Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn.
2: Burn it to the ground!
0: Coming to your ears.
1: and welcome in to episode 28 of the in this league fantasy football podcast i am the welsh That is Bogman, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football, paying over $2 billion this year. Building a team is as easy as it's ever been by just picking some players, staying under the cap, sitting back on Sunday, and winning some money. Like uh, Tyson from Orlando apparently won six grand off a $2 entry in his first week on FanDuel. That could be you. I wish it was me. That's many Disney World tickets, the Welsh. Yeah, I think, that, I think that six grand will afford three tickets to Disney World, actually, <laughs> as a matter of fact. But uh, at FanDuel, it can finally pay to be a fan. How is your team doing, Bogman? Did a Kansas City running back or Dallas wide receiver or Green Bay running back ruin your season? Uh, yeah, kind of all of those guys. It's funny that you know. All those guys that have wrecked my season. That's just ironic that I have that. Well, guess what? You can get a new team every single week with FanDuel, and it's not too late. You can come and join and play with us, actually, uh, this weekend by going to our FanDuel contest. It's FanDuel.com slash ITLFootball. It's a $5 contest, only 25 entries, but uh, you can get in if you go and uh, find that link or find the tweet that we put out about that. Do that soon. Sign up. Come play. If you're brand new, and you're ready to get into the game, you can use the promo code ITLFOOTBALL, and they will hook you up with a $200 bonus match that uh, up to $200 that they will release as you play. But come play with us. ITLFOOTBALL is the contest at FanDuel.com slash ITLFOOTBALL. Win some money. Have so much fun. I mean, Bogman thinks he knows football, and if you think you know football, come prove it at FanDuel.com. It is going to be so much fun this season winning some money, which guess what? Bogman actually placed in the contest. Our contest Uh we did last weekend. Superflex uh, was the winner, scoring 159 points, but Bogman came in at third place. Pow! Pow, pow! Third place? What the hell? I came in in eighth, so uh, it didn't happen. I thought I had a good lineup. Alan Robinson? You
2: know what I did this week was uh, I hosted the ITL DFS show with our boy Mike Honcho, you uh, you cannot host it this week. I filled in for you,
1: and you know what I did? I listened. That's funny. I listened every, to Honcho, and boom! Every other week that uh, I have been hosting the podcast, I have finished above you, and I did not. I don't think uh, you
2: finished. Nope, every, every week. week
1: every week.
2: I don't think so. I think mm. week one, I finished ahead of you. I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm, almost impossible. Yeah. Nope.
2: No, like uh, how I finished five spots ahead of you and in the money this week.
1: Moving on to oh, other we're moving on now more of important thing. On.
2: Now, episode twenty eight, is that Carlos Hyde?
1: Now, this is a Carlos Hyde episode, so it might be mildly disappointing. This uh, episode has a bruised foot. Yeah, well this this episode uh, has a lot of heart and a lot of talent, but uh, maybe the co host isn't using it right.
2: Ah. Yep. Maybe you're not using it right.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Uh, so let's get into this. So you guys can play with our contest to fanduelcom slash ITL football. Uh, maybe we'll be announcing your name on here as the big winner. Only 25 spots. It's a $5 contest. So get in while the getting's good is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, but let's also talk about the other game that we play here. And that yeah. is the We Say game. That's Let- called the We Suck game now, right? We Suck Ass game. <laughs> Let me tell you about this real quick. So, I got a donut in this, week, <laughs> in this week, and I thought I had some really good, um, great some good picks. And
0: yeah, no. uh, don't want to sound like a d- or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you f- up. Uh, you talk like a f- and your f- s*** all retarded. It's a great week <laughs> for you.
1: I had some great picks. Mike Concho he only finished with .5 on the point score. Bogman came in with a respectable point and a half but our listener Casey our boy Casey the hilarious Venero disease as we call him f- what did he score four. four points
2: well let's see Brady he got that uh Manning being a disappointment
1: got that well he yeah picks- let's go through this so top quarterback of the week he took you and him took Brady boom, right you guys shared the point most disappointing quarterback you and I took Russell Wilson Hancha took Matt Ryan and had nothing. On, yeah. on Peyton Manning, who Man- uh, we picked.
2: 15 points worse than anyone we picked.
1: Unbelievable. The top so running bad. back for week six, I thought I was really money with Arian Foster, and I was. I came in second, but he had Devontae Freeman, who almost, he doubled your points pretty much. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, even
2: even if Matt Forte hadn't have been vultured by Jeremy Langford for, for that touchdown, I still would have lost
1: most disappointing running back of the week. You actually took that one down with Le'Veon Bell. Um, He's got a good run defense, man. Yeah. And then the wide receivers, uh, biggest wide receiver for week five. I thought I might've had a half decent chance, but Honcho and, and Casey took down uh, Deandre Hopkins for the win. And then lastly, the top wide receiver three, four, here's the hilarious part. (laughs) Uh, We gave him two guys because he kind of had two options. Both of them destroyed ours. So you had Willie Sneed. I had Ty Montgomery. And Honcho uh, had Marquise Wilson. He had Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson. Uh, Casey took it down the most impressive win, not just from the listeners, but anybody in the, we say game. So MVP rights go to Casey, uh, for rocking that down. So you listeners should be proud. Casey did you good. And if you guys want to play and you want to keep your lead going, uh, all you got to do is put that hashtag tweet out of I hashtag ITL we say, and then give us a headline for the week, a funny headline from that football week. And, uh, We will get you in the game or we will give you the opportunity to come in and play. And I'm starting to think like we got to get like some sponsor on this and all the listeners that participate maybe need to get like a prize.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. If we can get a sponsor, we will definitely be handing out prizes. Let me ask you this, the
1: Welsh, since the listeners are just crushing us. Well, 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 not crushing. I'm in second. We didn't give the total standings, by the way. Listeners. Or here, I'm going to go from bottom to top. Bog- Bogman is sitting on the bottom, so that's the oh, world is yeah. still right at eight points. The guests only have eight and a half. I have ten and a half, even after putting a donut up, and the listeners have fourteen points. So go ahead. What were you saying?
2: I was saying, are you going to keep giving them two guesses on all these players?
1: <sighs> Not anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Maybe after yeah, this. Yeah. No week. more
2: two guesses.
1: Yeah. No. No. We're getting we're getting our asses handed to us. Maybe so. we
2: get two guesses now.
1: We might need three. <laughs>
2: Maybe well, I we, definitely need three.
1: Maybe we just need that game where, like, they pick it and we get the field. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that's a good one. I like that
1: one. All right. Well, if you guys want to play, uh, put that tweet out, get you in, and, uh, you know, maybe by the end of the season we'll have a little prize for all the listeners that took place in that. But I uh, want to thank Casey for rocking it down, and uh, we're going to play that game with, by the way, did we even announce this? That this episode we've got on Adam Azer from CBS, our good Adam- buddy. Adam Eiser, formerly known as Adam Eiser, as we (laughs) called him on a baseball podcast, which was incorrect, obviously. But uh, we've had Adam on the baseball podcast. He's a great sport, very fun to listen to. A master podcaster. I'll say that you know twelve times if you can. Uh, but we love Adam and we have a great episode with him where we're going to be asking him questions, play the We Say game, and then we've got our contestant for this week. So we'll get into all of that. And if you guys enjoy this podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, just you know, go in there, pop that sucker in, maybe let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll have some fun with it on the episode. And if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's Is It The Welsh or Bogman Sports? Which, by the way. <laughs> did we do this on the battle I don't remember what we have so many podcasts. Cause you guys can find us on, we, we do basketball. We do all of them. Uh, I mean, we don't actually do the hockey one, but we've got Tony and Brian that do that. But on one of the podcasts, I don't remember if it was football or basketball, a contest was started, a contest that I'm not participating in. It was the race to a thousand as Youngberg has put it out on Twitter, <laughs> the race to a thousand. And our Todd was like, what is this contest of uh, who gets to a thousand Twitter followers first? I don't stand a chance because Bogman has like a sixty-person lead.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm nicer and I follow people. I'm I, that, following people. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think you're following enough. Uh, and you don't follow back immediately. Remember, you know when we talked about this on whichever podcast, like you said the other day. Uh, I said you gotta follow people back. You gotta follow people back or they stop following you. I have no and he problem. said with oh, it. I don't know. No, I mean, no, I, just, I don't have a problem eh. with it. I'm just. I'm he s- said I hate the listeners. There's oh. no way I'm following them back. I believe that's word for word. Oh. Yeah. And um. And I I said you gotta follow them back. And then the first day, first day out, somebody followed me. I followed them back, and then they were like. Hey Welsh, do you think I can get a follow? Because no I, did. I
1: followed Bogman and he followed me back immediately. Okay, thank you, Trump. We're gonna make America great again. <laughs> so thank you for all that. Uh, yeah, I have no problem following. I'm just like bad about it, but I totally will. You can feel free to call me on it and I will. But as we pointed out, I'm much better at getting back to people. I'll get back to you guys like right away. Bogman will just let it simmer for like seven or eight days. And be like, yeah, oh yeah, did see, you want to start that guy last but, week? But yeah, you, you don't know him. that
2: because these guys DM me no. and I get back to them right away
1: <laughs> because I'm following them. All right, well, this is not a contest. If I get within... 20 of you oh then it's a contest
2: yeah if i get ahead of you at 999 then it's a contest no i'm not but it's not a contest before then no i understand how you work let's skew the rules so they fix they fix it for the welsh
1: no i'm saying if there is an even close like if we're even within each other like close to each other then i'll 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 put it as i told youngberg how many followers do you have right now i think i think 840 840. All right, I have 910. Yeah, so I'm not going to. You're, you're 70 ahead of me. Here, I
0: got a murder ball, of you.
1: And I, as I told Youngberg, I've already campaigned once in the last couple months, and it was a big waste <laughs> of my time. And, uh, you know, I'd rather campaign for things that I actually have a chance at. And I don't have yeah. a chance, didn't have a chance at that, apparently, or this. And uh, I will pass. Yeah. You win. Right. Big winner. Hey, Mikey wins. Bogman wins. He's the big winner. All right, uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Let's talk about what we're so done with, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, Bogman, we are so done with. what? what are, you could do the first one. What are we so done with?
2: Yeah, we're changing just to we're so done with because, I mean, there's just not a million things anymore. We're kind of seeing patterns develop. I, I'm done with starting Peyton Manning. I don't think I can do it. I think I'm going to have to start Jameis Winston
1: over him. Dude, He, I don't think he's – he's, He's not quarterback one anymore. And I'm not like no, 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 I'm no, not no. shattering the world information, but you know we'll talk about like in the We Say game, oh, quarterback one, he doesn't belong in there anymore.
2: Yeah, no, he does not belong in, in there anymore. And I know there's a lot of people that, oh, oh, start Brock Oswald or start Brock Osweiler. Well, they're six and oh. They're
1: not going to be starting. Dude, are they the like, worst? Oh, they're like the worst six and oh team I've ever seen. They're the, <laughs> but, they're the weirdest six and and0 team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they are.
2: They're not. Uh, They're not good, Cotton. Uh, They're good. Their defense is good. I I think, you know what they remind me of? uh, Tlaib is
1: one of the best corners in the league, by the way. All that guy does is is intercept and return for touchdowns. (laughs)
2: Yeah, pick sixes. They remind me of the Super Bowl 40 Seahawks who got there on – uh, you know, pretty decent defense, and the quarterback was Hasselbeck, who was just okay.
1: They remind me of like the the Ravens and what was like 2002 against the the um <laughs> the Giants, where I mean, because Peyton Manning <laughs> oh, has come about on. the yeah, no no Peyton Manning and Trent Dilfer. Peyton Peyton Manning has about the same arm as Trent Dilfer right now. Uh. That's rough. Maybe man, like they might paint. actually have the same arm right now too. <laughs> oh, I'm not just saying like Peyton Dillfer in 2002. Like right now, that arm is bad. I-, I watched. I was actually watching that game, the Denver game this weekend. He can't make any throws. He can't make yeah. anything. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough to watch. I the mean... Browns. The Browns, man. This is the this is the Broncos. Demarius Thomas, he can't catch. He has yeah, Vernon Davis's hands. He has a hands. lot of
2: drops. I think he said he's had seven drops already this year.
1: Unbelievable! The whole team. I agree with you. Well, another thing, uh, I'm. I think I, we, everybody is so done with is trying to navigate the Bengals backfield. It's um. It's just not something that's worth really anybody's time at this point. I, I think. Yeah, I think you have Bernard. You have Hill. You kind of have to start them. I guess I, it it just depends on what your team is set up with. I mean, Bernard is the safer option. The only way Jeremy Hill has value is when he's getting touchdowns, and thankfully he got a touchdown this weekend. Well, he had more carries this week. It just it, I don't know how to navigate. I don't have to figure out any of these guys. Um, I you know I don't know if I want to buy on them. I've had someone in a league being like, "Hey, does Jeremy Hill get me this?" And I'm like, he, "Not really." You know, he no. doubled
2: up. Hill doubled up Bernard on the carries this week, sixteen to eight, but. Hill had 56 yards and Bernard had 50, and Bernard scored the touchdown.
1: And Hill scored a, t- a receiving touchdown.
2: Yeah, re- Hill scored the receiving touchdown, and Bernard only, they both had one catch. I, so I, I don't know how to it's navigate. It's screwy. That.
1: It's screwy. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like, 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 you're, you're going to set yourself up for failure, especially if you have both of these guys. I mean, if you have to start Jeremy Hill every week, obviously you do that. But if you've got a uh, plethora of depth, I mean, I have, a, I have a league, the big 16 man you and I do. And I'm actually in a position where, like, my running backs, I've got like Foster, uh, who do I have? Murray, Foster, CJ Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, uh, Mouse Cop West and uh like somebody else you know so i don't have to start if i had jeremy i'm putting cj anderson as my jeremy hill it, with a team like that i wouldn't have to start a jeremy hill but if, if you're forced into it i guess do it you need to trade jeremy hill in that one yeah well i don't have him in that one but yeah uh, actually the person who has jeremy hill is trying to trade him to me and i'm like i don't need him i got a whole bunch of the same <laughs> back. i got cj anderson he's the same thing but uh don't try to navigate it at this point i don't think you go and cut Jeremy Hill as much as he pisses you off but he's the worst of the worst situations you don't want to trade for him you can't trade him away you can't cut him and it's hard to start him you know I don't know what you do with any of those bangles but I'm done with it
2: yeah it's uh, you can't figure it out I think in most cases if you have Hill or Bernard you have to start him I I think that if you have a better option it's you must be in a shorter league that's all I mean they're not, they're not matchup based because you, you're net, you're never going to know who's going to get the better matchup.
1: No. And so the, the are just why, gonna screw with you. that's
2: why we're done trying to figure it out. Uh, what we're concerned with the Welsh here is I'm concerned with fat Eddie Lacey. He's fat. He's fat Lacey. That's what he's I call him. Fat. He, he's yeah, like, pitch Hey, perf- Hey, Hey.
1: No, he's like pitch perfect. Instead of fat Amy, he's just fat Lacey.
2: <laughs> but he's you not all have fat hearts and that's what matters. Um, yeah, no, he he looks out of shape. Azer, may, he may have even said that he's not fat; he's just too big. I don't know what it is. He's not in proper running back condition. Yeah, we're gonna, James Starks outtouched him. James Starks grazing. is super fast, and I I feel like James Starks fits the offense better. Mm,
1: I this, mean, we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it with Adam. Um, pretty hefty, uh, hefty. Ironically, That's, I say that. Yeah. quite <laughs> I say that we're going to talk about Eddie Lacey here, but I might be a little bit in the minority here, but there's a lot to be concerned with. I mean, yeah. this is another one of the guys that you took in the first round that didn't pay off. Um, I mean, I, I remember we, we both had Eddie Lacey like uh, in Richard. the area. Yeah. Well, yeah. I put, him, Richardson. I put him at four, man. No, no, I, but because, that's what I'm saying. Like there were people out there that were putting him at one. Yeah. There we were, were not of, those people, but no. we were like five and I was CJ Anderson. Like don't, but uh, Eddie Lacy, that's thats two major disappointments in the first round. Yeah, yeah, major, major disappointments. And the other one that we've we got to be concerned with is I mean, this is a two, I would phrase this two ways. Anyone in Tennessee, if Mariota misses time, but even after that, I mean, just anyone in Tennessee, it, it's just not working out. If Mariota. Well, we've seen Kendall Wright play well,
2: we've seen. Inconsistent. Uh, you know- Delaney Walker has he, been pretty good when man. he's healthy. I, he had an elbow injury before. But Zach Mettenberger is the worst.
1: Well, worst. He's I mean, the almost worst. the worst. He's not Michael Vick worse, but he's worse.
2: No, Michael Vick's the worst. But he he's terrible. Um, Mettenberger's really, really bad. And I don't see much changing from last year to this year. There's, that's why they went out and drafted Mariota with the number two overall pick. So it's time, it's time for uh, – Somebody to step up there and Mariota's gone. It's going to be re- – it's already trash, especially yeah. the backfield is garbage. Oh, uh, like, garbage. I really hope that David Cobb can come in and spark something. So, you know, just make more players better.
1: You know, make Kendall Wright better. Make Delaney
2: Walker better. Well, you
1: hope competition is going to spark that. But that whole situation – How bad is Bishop Sankey? They're all uh, – Bishop Sankey, he's he's garbage. And uh, Andrews, ugh. Ugh. You know, they went and got Terrence West. Dexter bluff.
2: McCluster led them in rushing.
1: Like like your argument of David Cobb coming in is good. Except he's gotta like, be better than the rest of this I mean, garbage, right? He has to be. But if he's not, we've already seen that like there's no spark of competition there. So Tennessee is just a it's a wasteland of fantasy talent and I, I want no part of it, especially if Mariota's not in it. Some things we're keeping an eye on. Okay, Bogman, I'm gonna give you a chance to praise a Sooner because Landry came in, not only looked good in the Pittsburgh offense, but he lit a fire under Antonio Brown by, you know, like, getting him the f-ing ball. Well, so uh, let's run. talk about a Sooner.
2: He can run that offense. And I don't—I never understood why Vic came in and was immediately the second guy. Like, Landry Jones— has played a bunch of preseason games. And what I watch from him in preseason games is I watch him throw balls at receivers' feet and uh, throw interceptions. He's been awful in the preseason. But some of that is you don't get the starting O-line as the third quarterback. You don't get Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown and Heath Miller and Le'Veon Bell in the offense with you when you're Landry Jones and you're on the field. So, you know, part of it is, okay, now he's got some, some weapons. So... He can run the offense. He knows it. He's much better than Vic. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously Martavis Bryant looked great with him. But A.B., A.B. could uh, be returning here. I think we get one week, maybe two weeks tops with Landry Jones. But I think I would feel safe starting uh, Steelers players again, finally.
1: So what you're saying.
2: Le'Veon Bell.
1: So what you're saying is an Oklahoma Sooner is your savior.
2: No, I don't. I'm not saying that. And and Nico was on there calling him El God oh, or get something. Out of here. And I was like, Hey, hey, don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, I've
1: got one All for right. you: Landry Jones or Colt okay. McCoy. Colt McCoy. Oh, get out of here! Really, McCoy, Colt you'd McCoy? You'd rather have in your offense right now? Yeah. Uh, well, not right now. I mean,
2: he hasn't been. Uh, wait,
1: wait. You're saying you'd rather have a sooner right now than a. a long I'd home? rather have Landry Jones because he's
2: been in the system. If you go back and I and you say, would you have rather have drafted Landry Jones or Colt McCoy? I would take Colt McCoy he's all day. This is
1: a hateful bastard. You don't give anything to Oklahoma. Why do you hate them so? Because I'm a Texas fan. You can't like Oklahoma. It's not allowed. All right. I hope he thrives. I hope. I hope they bench Ben Roethlisberger.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> Guess.
2: oh yeah that's gonna happen that's gonna happen
1: what was i, I gonna ha- call l- him see. i'm gonna call him uh len jones lisberger that's what it's well, gonna be why don't
2: why don't you ask yourself this would you rather have kaepernick or landry jones
1: i'd rather have fat Lacey being my quarterback than kaepernick <laughs> right now yes i'd rather have a sooner i have nothing against sooners please okay. i'd just rather have a good quarterback a good offense don't Let's not get into the Niner thing. The other thing we got to keep an eye on is a a semi-resurgence of Jimmy Graham because he's looking decent. You know, maybe it's the turnaround. The Seahawks are not having a turnaround. It's getting bad. And maybe they're going to have to try some new things. But Jimmy Graham is maybe making a turnaround. I ask you, do you think he's a trade candidate like to buy on? Oh. Because you can't, you're not going to buy, you're not going to get Jimmy Graham off a big week. If he goes out and he has 10 catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns, you will not, you will be having to purchase him. Give at me some, draft give cost. me some names. Give me some names. Um, Who? Of equivalent tight ends? No, no,
2: not tight ends, just players. Like you have. Okay, let me start with this one. Okay.
1: Gary Barnage. No. Oh, well, okay. You're not doing not Gary a Barnage. Um, I'm not trading
2: Gary Barnage for Jimmy Graham.
1: Jarvis Landry. No. Am I just really far off here?
2: No, no, you're not far off. I'm just, you know, I, I have split decisions.
1: Uh, Ryan Matthews. Come yeah. On. yeah, yeah, i trade Ryan obviously. Matthews. Okay, uh, Eddie Lacey. No. Uh, I'm going to give you one more. Carlos Hyde.
2: No. No, see, I don't think I'm buying it. I think if, if Graham strings two to three decent weeks together... Then maybe I'm like, okay, they're using him more. But at this point right now, I think he got open against the Panthers, and that's it. Antonio Gates. had a decent game. No
1: chance. Okay, uh, um, I'm not sure. I'm most they of those guys yeah, really Philip Rivers throws the ball so much. Five hundred yards this week. I think. No I think I would be will, I would go out trying to offer a running back four-ish guy or Jeremy a wide Hull. receiver four. Jeremy oh, that's a, that's a great one. If Jeremy Hill doesn't have to be my starter, why not? Melvin Gordon. Especially if I have garbage tight ends. Um, no. I. No. Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Uh, Chris Johnson. Well, it, uh, yeah, I would actually. It, it, I, I say this like it depends on your running backs. If those You're, guys are your, like, number well, course, two every, and you have trash...
2: Everything matters with everything. We're just saying overall straight Yeah, if Chris
1: up. Johnson was like my fourth running back and I had a choice of him and three other guys, I, I think I would do that. Well, I would yeah, I on mean, him.
2: if you're going to trade a backup for a starter, of course, uh, Amir Abdullah for Jimmy Graham.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you. No. No?
2: I'm not trade. I'm not confident in Abdullah, right? I'm not. But I
1: still think You have that garbage tight ends. Your, your, your whole deal— of doing this trade, you're not doing this trade if you have Greg Olson, Antonio Gates, Travis Kelsey. You're doing this trade because you're starting Richard Rodgers or you're starting uh, Gilmore. You have trash tight ends and you have depth somewhere else. You're not trading depth um, uh, Amir Abdullah for a starting Jimmy Graham?
2: If if Amir Abdullah is on my bench and I see that I have great flex options and I'm probably not going to start him that much, I would do that. But, I mean, a flex is still a starting spot, and you'd like to have options. So I would rather have whoever it is. I actually kind of like Richard Rodgers. But I I would rather have, like, Kobe Fleener and the option of Amir Abdullah than having to go with Kobe Fleener and Pierre Garçon every single week. You know what I mean? Like uh, –
1: People are? I don't know.
2: Jimmy Graham and Pierre Garçon every week, especially when – Deshaun comes back well
1: here's the whole point of the thing consider it out there if if you are in a crappy tight end situation your team makes all the difference in it this is not a blanket move where you're just like yeah you just go trade you know go trade Jeremy Hill for Jimmy Graham no 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 it's just it's all about your circumstances the point is if he's starting to pick it up if Seattle is going to make the adjustments because they're not winning football games You have to buy him before he has a big game. With the same argument can be made about Eddie Lacy, always buy as low as you possibly can. That's the key. But that's what we're done with. That's what we're concerned on. And that's what we're keeping an eye on. And just to tell you, this episode is also brought to you by our good buddies over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is one of the coolest apps that we've seen actually in a while. And I've had a bunch of listeners tell us about it. It's like a ticket seat aggregator, pretty much. On your app, it's going to collect all the ticket sites out there. It's going to show you the best prices for whatever big game you were trying to get to. Maybe you're going to go to Thursday night's 49er Seattle game. That would be fun, especially with how bad Seattle is right now. So I actually would consider that. Who's going to win that game? um, We'll talk about that later, maybe. But (laughs) with the app, you can pull up. You can find the best seats in the house. They'll also rate them for you, which is very, very cool. It's a free app. And when you download it today and you make your first seat purchase, use our promo code ITLFootball, and they are going to send you 20 bucks back just for using our promo code. And every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee which is very cool and uh, just to also let you know which is really great about the app and uh, you know in all of our never moving our eyes away from our phones you can actually make your seat purchases in just like a couple swipes literally like especially once you have your account set up a couple swipes you could be rocking hit any college football game up Hit your NFL. Do whatever it is. Just make sure Basketball, you're getting—
2: Basketball preseason. Hockey's going. And There's all kinds of stuff.
1: We should get our Arizona Fall League tickets there because we got to go hey. hit up some Arizona Fall Leagues. But uh, you And let should... us know when you're using that. Tweet us. Let us know. Email us. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just download that app. It's all right there, uh, at your fingertips. Go get the games, whatever it is. Use our promo code ITL Football. Get hooked up, twenty bucks back on your on your first purchase, and completely free. So we appreciate SeatGeek uh, repping the ITL Football podcast. But Bogman, let's talk about what we need to know going into Week Seven.
2: need to know about waiver wire pickups the welsh and we have a couple good ones here at quarterback first off matt stafford and ryan Tannehill both were getting dropped a lot they're only 70 percent oh normally i like to stick at 65 percent or under
1: but it's but, noteworthy
2: yeah these guys may have been dropped in your league and matt stafford had 405 yards and four scores so and four scores a year, yeah, and, four, and four scores, four scores ago. Matt Stafford was decent. He was. And, it was
1: about four scores ago, but right, he does look like um, a half decent option. And let me tell you, also, Ryan Tannehill. I expected more from Tannehill. If you look at his box score, you you wouldn't like be that disappointed. It's Ryan t-
2: Tannehill right here. <laughs> he is like, the guy that you want running your Dolphins offense.
1: Tell me more about him, Gruden.
2: What you want here is you want a guy that's going to complete 22 of 29 for 266 yards, two touchdowns, and a couple picks. That's the kind of guy you want if you're the Miami Dolphins.
1: <laughs> well, I thought Dan Campbell would. he, he was, One of the things we were dead on about, by the way, was how much he established the running game and how good Lamar Miller looked. I was hoping all of those Ooh, facets yes. would have made Ryan Tannehill a little bit better, but what I was saying is that the box score doesn't tell the whole story because he was in the first half. But then he got a couple touchdowns. I think there's an adjustment period. Ryan, I've had a couple people like, "Ah, should I do this? Should I pick up this guy, the Tannehill's out there." Yeah, yeah. Go pick up Tannehill, go pick up Stafford. Those guys have the highest upside right now because people are are, uh, you know, they're sitting on him. If you're dropping Matthew Stafford after 400 yards, you should pick him up because there's a lot of quarterbacks that are underwhelming right now. It's worth owning those two guys.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of people that dropped Stafford last week after he got benched, and uh, you know your waiver wire hopefully hasn't happened at this point yet. So if it hasn't, maybe go at him if you're desperate for a quarterback.
1: Uh, hey, maybe you lost. Maybe it was Tyrod Taylor. You know that he was your big guy, and maybe you traded off the other quarterback you had, and then Taylor got hurt. There's no reassurances with him right now in his health moving forward. I would have a Matthew Stafford with me or a Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And then what else we have? We have bro- uh, our Brodels, bro. Brodels, bro, bro, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, are you, bro, are you there? Brochard parent, Brodels is going to have to be a guy this season.
2: Are you broing all of these guys? Uh, yeah, Blake Bortles, 53 pass attempts, the Welsh. 53, 331 yards and three scores. He had four touchdowns last week. He did have three picks,
1: you know. And Allen but- Robinson got hurt, which is a little scary because that's the guy.
2: They were, playing, uh, they were playing Houston, though, and Houston's defense is pretty solid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, three touchdowns, 53 passes. T.J. Yeldon was hurt. Denard Robinson was terrible. Toby Gerhardt is terrible. So they're going to pass the ball a lot, especially while T.J. Yeldon is out. Brian Hoyer, the Welsh. The destroyer. Hoyer, the destroyer. Almost 300 yards again, 293 on uh, 24 completions, three touchdowns.
1: Hey, he was doing. I mean, got the team. The team is back. I'm you know, I mean, Foster's back. Hopkins looks like just, you know, next level elite right now. Uh the Texans don't, but you know, <laughs> I don't know, Brian Hoyer, he's a playmaker when he's not throwing 500 interceptions and I'm saying like 500 you know throwing it up and having that (laughs) interception but uh, yeah
2: it wasn't that last week when you're like he threw the worst interception I've ever seen in my life it
1: it is it's a word I mean it's almost as bad as like a Manning interception but uh, yeah I think (laughs) Hoyer is like a desperate guy and then the last one on quarterbacks Derek Carr 35% owned uh, you know coming off of uh, aren't they coming off a bye they're coming off a bye and they're playing San Diego so yeah I think that's that's a good matchup here what do we got on running backs obviously Obviously, James Starks is going to be probably the hot ad for people, I'm guessing.
2: You know, James Starks had 112 yards and a score, and he even caught uh, one pass for a touchdown, but he only had 10 carries. Now, I like James Starks, and if you're an Eddie Lacy owner and you have the number one waiver priority, you have to pick up James Starks, right? I think That's there's no doubting
1: that. That's a good point, because I was going to say I'm going to be... I'll be wrong about this probably, but... I'm not buying James Starks as my number one waiver guy this week. Though your point is fantastic. If you're a Lacey owner, oh, hell yeah, he is.
2: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think James Starks is a decent pickup. If you're in a super deep league, go grab him. Yeah. you know. But I think if you're in your standard 10 to 12, eh, maybe. I think the Welsh is right. I think they'll try and get Lacey work back in there. But there's always a chance it may not work. I mean, he may just be too out of shape and or too big or too slow or whatever to run so let me
1: ask you something on this front because we're getting to an interesting point of the season where do you think we're at the point where you need to use your number one waiver wire you know what I mean by that like where you know a lot of people are going to hoard it and there becomes a point in the season I burn it every week yeah, well, no, I, I burn my well, waiver priority every single week. But I'm saying when you have number one. That's what I'm talking to. Yeah, if you have like number five or seven or something, use it every week. I absolutely agree with you. But there's a lot of people out there. I did this in our big league for a little bit and picked up Shane, Cantric, Shane oh, I can not never say his name.
2: <laughs> Sharkandric West.
1: Sharkandrick West. Mouse Cop. I picked him up last week, and I sat on it for, what, five, six weeks? And I think there's people out there that theoretically might still be on it. When to you... Is the point where you burn it because you know you get to week twelve? It's like, what the hell are you waiting for? You're not going to get the big mystery special guy. Are you still waiting for the injury, or or would you be the person just saying, you know what, I'm just going to pick up Starks and I'm just going to go for it?
2: You know what? I think I would just add Starks. Um, there's very few guys left. Where I mean, who's going to be who's going to be the huge breakout guy if somebody gets hurt? Is it Buck Allen if Forsett goes down? I mean, is it D'Angelo Williams if Bell goes down? I mean, who who are you saving that for? You really have to think about that because I don't think we have any Odell Beckham Juniors or Devontae Freeman's left on the wire, right? Well, I I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there. That has that type of skill coming.
0: I don't even have any good skills. You know, like, nunchuck skills, bow
1: hunting skills. I think I agree with you for the most part. What you would do is you would go and look for a team that's a a run-heavy team that tries to establish a number one running back first, and then look at their backup. So, like, particularly, who could have been dropped, by the way, is Rawls in Seattle. Like, that could be a guy if Marshawn Lynch were to have a season-ending injury and he happened to be back on the wire, like you would race to get him because he would yeah. be a must-start if he was the sole guy. But, yeah, you I mean, I know what you're saying. There's not a whole... I mean, we used to think now Davis was the guy with uh, Jamal Charles, and that looks like trash right now. So it's a good point. I'll tell you, one of the guys... I feel like I might want to pick up over James Starks right now is Ronnie Hillman, who might still be on the wire. Only uh, 58% owned right now. Went 20 carries, 111 yards, plus caught three. He caught three balls, which, you know, it doesn't help anybody in standard, but it helps in uh, PPR at that point. He about, looked way better than C.J. Anderson.
2: Yeah, and he out-carried him. I think he doubled his carries. Would you rather have? Would you rather pick up Hillman or Starks?
1: Hillman, that's what I'm saying. I think I would rather have Hillman right now.
2: What about uh, if you're an Eddie Lacy
1: owner? No, you have to do James Starks.
2: Okay. Yeah, no. going to say, because maybe you still want, you know, because you in particular, may, if you really don't believe in this James Starks hype, maybe you do still want Ronnie Hillman over him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just about hedging your bet. Like, I don't really, what I don't believe is James Starks is like the guy moving forward. Like, I, I think there's a thought process with people right now that Eddie Lacy's done, And James Starks is the feature back. But to your point, his numbers are misleading because he only had 11 touches with, you know, what was it? One catch and 10 carries. So his numbers are just inflated by his effectiveness, which he had that one huge breakout touchdown. It was like 50 yards or whatever. So I don't buy that he's the feature guy right now. I'm all about, you know. Taking care of yourself if if this does happen to be the thing and Eddie Lacy you know it's just about hedging your bet with Eddie Lacy unless you have a lot of depth so then that's where the the everything turns if you've got a lot of depth with Eddie Lacy I might be more prone to pick up Ronnie Hillman then because I, I think Ronnie Hillman he looks like the feature back in yeah you know, he's the feature back he's the back now yeah. I, I think I think that that argument
2: is over with C J Anderson is gone sorry if you spent a first round pick. On him. I mean he's not gone.
1: He's still gonna get carries, but he's not the feature back. It's Hillman. Well, why uh, is Ronnie Hillman not going to get sixteen to seventeen plus carries a game? I, I don't see the reason at this point well, with the
2: forty carries a game. There's no reason uh there's no reason for Peyton Manning to be throwing the ball over thirty times a game. He can't throw the ball. So
1: Well, the only reason for him to not get forty is to put CJ Anderson in for one or two carries so he can take a breath. 30,
2: 30 and 30, like run the ball 60 times. Don't let Peyton Manning throw the ball so many
1: times. That's how you get into overtime with the Browns. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm I'm more excited about him than I am James Starks or the other guy that people are going to be talking about, Christine Michael, who is just like – He's just like the drone of Well, this is
2: everybody's waiting for it. And if it's going to happen the Welsh, it's got to happen this week. They're Uh, coming off a bye. They're replacing the quarterback. So why not
1: get Christine Michael? He got some first team reps. And that is what the Christine Michael apologists are out there saying right now. And it's cool. I'm not blaming anybody because you guys may be totally right. And he may come out just like swinging like gangbusters because this is the time where they would make you would make a major change off of a bye You know, from a speculative standpoint, I I buy it. But I I still don't. I think Darren McFadden, they got Joseph Randall. I still don't believe that Christine Michael is going to be the feature back.
2: It's deep and desperate, right? Yeah. like You have to have a deep league and you have to be desperate for a running back to add Christine Michael. Now, if he goes out there and he has, you know, 20 carries, then obviously he's going to be a huge buy. And you got him one week earlier. If you can risk that spot,
1: then do it. But, yeah, he's worth he's worth speculation, but I just like okay. Let me ask I, you: you I, have the number one waiver wire, you have the number one waiver wire. You're in need of a back, and you're staring at Ronnie Hillman, James Starks, and Christine Michael. No,
2: no, it's it's Ronnie Hillman. Like for for, for Christine Michael, I, I would take him out of that Ronnie Hillman and James Starks because I don't even think it's close.
1: Okay, I don't necessarily agree, it's, it's, I disagree it, with you.
2: It's not even close. Like then, Hill, it's Hillman, it's Hillman one, Starks two, and then you know, 50 feet of shit, like, uh, you know, Brad Pitt would say. And then Christine Michael right now. I mean, Christine Michael is one of those guys that could turn out like James Starks. If you had James Starks and you had to start him because you're desperate and he put you up a hundred yards. I mean, you did a good job.
1: Well, yeah, good for you. You can have a cookie you can pat on the back. And then the other guys you guys can look at theoretically, I think all three of these are just PPR options, but Shane Vereen, uh Theo Riddick, Reddick, twenty-one uh, percent. Uh, Charles Sims. Uh, they're just PPR options. I, I
2: think I want Riddick over Varine uh, and Sims. You know, I'm Martin has played well. I don't really like Sims and uh, Riddick, only PPR though, right?
0: Uh,
2: yeah, A PPR or deep, deep standard. Riddick, like the situation, the backfield situation in Detroit is so bad. They can't run. He, yeah, he can provide you some value because they they just give up, yeah, they just that's a give fan. up running the ball and throw it to to Riddick. Vereen is different every single week. You know, two weeks ago he was huge. This week he had two carries
1: and a catch. So. Yeah, you know he's he's risky. Yeah, it's fine for PPR. Let's move on to wide receivers again. That really came on this week, and I saw um, I mean, it wasn't really it wasn't on a ton of radars. I know he was on some radars, and boy, will the people that had him on the radar they'll tell you that they had him on. <laughs> but uh, Stephen Diggs with uh, Minnesota, he uh, had a big game. What was it? Seven catches, 129 yards and a dismal Minnesota offense. Um, I, I, we, there's some questions that popped up about him. Only seven percent owned yeah i, well, I do know man be
2: closer to 50 percent owned after this week because he looks like one of those guys that could possibly break out because mike wallace has not looked good with teddy bridgewater so far he's this had reminds
1: a- me of charles johnson this is i feel like this is the charles john like every this is charles johnson in a different person like everyone's like hey everything we thought charles johnson's gonna do he's gonna do and he did it in week six so he's gonna be amazing moving forward again <laughs> fine speculation um pick up but I mean it's still Minnesota's offense I, I'm trying to think of who it was that I, we were talking with uh, on Sunday who someone had kind of suggested picked up Diggs and he's like, ah, I just don't trust anybody but Peterson in Minnesota's offense and you know really I agree like why I don't even Peterson well, for saying, that matter I'm
2: not saying that Stefan Diggs is is trustworthy. All I'm saying is, is he had a big week. Yeah. So I mean, would you rather pick up Diggs or would you rather like you have a flex option, right? Like Diggs is no more than a flex shopping option or a third wide receiver if you're desperate. Yeah. You got. Would like you rather two pick wide up Diggs or would you rather pick
1: up Shane Vereen? I'd rather pick up Diggs.
2: How about Diggs or Riddick?
1: Mm, I Diggs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See. So there's there's top there's like high end potential. But I mean, these are the guys that are left.
1: Riddick and, like, Riddick and Diggs are really close, by the way, in a flex. Ruben Randall or Diggs? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get. I think I'm going to get more consistency uh, week in and week out from Randall.
2: I agree with that. What about Diggs or Tavon Austin? Who's in here also? Tavon Austin is 44. percent
1: I, I would go with. I mean, listen, Diggs. Outside of Randall, this list we have a wide receivers to look at. It's Brandon LaFell tough. is coming back, Michael Crabtree off. The I like bye.
2: Crabtree. Actually, I like Crabtree the most out of anybody here.
1: Yeah, Dwayne Harris, Tavon Austin. I'm I'm actually probably going Ruben Randall still first. Um if it's PPR, Crabtree might make me change a little bit. But but um Stefan Diggs is like right there with Randall just because of the big week. But I don't know if I'm willing to to go a number one waiver wire unless it's just like, unless it's just a <laughs> whole storm of wide receivers that you have. And it's just horrible. I don't, I, I would need to see, I mean, obviously if he does it one more week, you're like, oh, okay. But it's still, it's just like, it's Minnesota. It's been so bad. I don't know if we're going to have the next big wide receiver be him. I just feel like it's going to be inconsistent, but it makes sense to pick him up. But I don't have the urgency that I think some people would say, go pick him up. Go pick up Stephon Diggs. I don't have that urgency.
2: I I like Diggs, and I'll, I'll try to add him on a couple of my deeper leagues. But yeah, like the Welsh said, the other guys we have here, Dwayne Harris only had two catches 9% Nine percent owned. I think he was really on the most picked up list because the game was tonight. Uh Ruben Randall is fifty percent owned. I think I think he should be owned more than fifty percent, don't you? Yeah, I do. I have
1: him uh, in a bigger I have him in the deeper league.
2: I mean, he didn't have the greatest game today. I think he had like four catches for fifty yards, but he's still somewhat consistent. Uh Brandon LaFell coming off the pup. He might possibly practice this week. I don't understand the love that Brandon LaFell is getting because Amendola has been decent and Edelman's agree. the man. They have Gronk there and Dion Lewis to all catch
1: the ball. We talked so, about this in the preseason, just at yeah. nauseum about like I don't get why people are drafting <laughs> Brandon LaFell. I mean,
2: sure he, he's he's okay, but I I don't know. I, I don't get it. But Michael Crabtree—that's the really the guy I want to talk about because the Raiders have said that they want to get Michael Crabtree. More involved, and I think Crabtree has more targets than even Amari Cooper. I think he could be a really good pickup going forward if you really need a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I I, he's always a PPR option to me, but uh, maybe you're right. It just I mean, I hate the guy, I hate his stupid Texas Tech guts
2: and almost knocking the Longhorns out of a national title chance, but he's he's looked good, and um, he's looked okay. Derek Carr seems to have a, a pretty good connection with
1: them. Yeah, but he's got a better connection with Cooper. So, and, and like, oh, the, the, the weeks that Cooper is going to get shut out, you know, when they're facing a good corner, probably like this week, might be better options for Crabtree. But at the end of the day, Crabtree's like the poorest of poor man Anquan Bolden's, where Bolden <laughs> can get you seven catches for 110 yards. I feel like Michael Crabtree's like, Five catches for 45 yards. You know, so if you're in a PPR, maybe you can get nine points from him, but standard, I'm, I'm just not that interested.
2: Michael Crabtree is like not even a homeless guy in a shelter. He's like a homeless guy in the woods who has a big beer if you're comparing him. To Anquan Bolden.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he's got like a big trench coat and he just like walks around and you're taking a hike and you're like, let's go the other trail because this guy's crazy. Yeah, I totally (laughs) agree with you. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about tight ends here. Uh, The big, big week was uh, Ben Watson. Ben Watson.
2: So uh, in our big EFS league, the Welsh, I had I have Jason Witten, who I've started literally every single week because my other tight end is Ben Watson. And the Cowboys were on a bye week this week. And I go, oh, God. I got to start Ben Watson this week. Oh, you got him in. Yeah, and I got him in my lineup, and he has 10 catches for 127 and a score. Unbelievable game.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, he looked, I mean, he was just hands down the number one target for Drew Brees. It It was pretty phenomenal, so he is obviously worth picking up, though. I do feel like it's like week to week. We're just playing in musical chairs of, like, who's the big tight end no one's talking about. You know what I mean? It was like, it was Gilmore, and then it was Barnage, and now it's Watson, and, you know, next thing it's going to be, you know, ASJ is going to get back into the mix. He's going to have a 100-yard game, and then Jordan, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like it's a, it's a revolving a There's some really chair.
2: decent options here. You know, uh, Jordan Cameron, uh, like I said, I usually like to stick at 65% owned or less, but because Miami's offense was so bad, a lot of those Miami players got released and he was one of them. And he had a pretty damn good week this week. You know, he only had three catches for 30 yards and a score, but he had eight targets, the Welsh. So if Matthews or Matthews, if Tannehill starts hitting him a couple more times, you're going to have a decent tight end there.
1: Well, the whole point with the dolphins has been like, give it a couple more weeks. All these guys are close to turning it around. We're going to talk with Azar about Landry a little bit. Uh, Jordan Cameron falls in that area. You know, Lamar Miller, there's, there are, Positive signs with the Dolphins moving forward. So that right there, eight targets for Jordan Cameron this week, a great sign. Maybe it moves to 10. But uh, Ben Watson is the clear pickup here. Charles Clay has been pretty solid, too.
2: Charles Clay has been really, really good, especially with Sammy Watkins out. So if Watkins misses another week,
1: you're desperate for a tight end and Clay's available. He's a guy I would pick up, too. I actually, speaking of our EFS league, I had um, Vincent Jackson on a bye and I started two tight ends. Martellus Bennett and Charles Clay and Charles Clay, I think, had nine catches this week. Yeah, he's a great option. Charles Clay has been really good. Yeah. So there's some good options there for you uh, at the tight ends. But uh, let's talk about some injuries. What's our injury situation going into week seven?
2: All right, the Welsh. Well, Sammy Watkins, like we just mentioned, ankle injury, doubtful for Week 7. They're playing that super, super early game in London that apparently is only going to be on Yahoo for some reason. Dude,
1: that's so funny. I was just about to say. But by the way, did you hear that it's going to be streamed live once in a lifetime on Yahoo that we haven't heard every two minutes? (laughs) It's the dumbest thing I've
2: ever heard of since Time Warner getting the Dodgers games. Yahoo's Uh,
1: treating it like no game has ever been streamed online. It's like the yahoo streaming a game are, yeah are you, are you serious are you, you waiting definitely for this won't be able to pirate it anywhere else 2008 no are you ready for this streaming like we get it it's 2015 <laughs> we've all been pirating games for for four years on uh, you know, well, first well, row I, tv uh, I, I mean pay, not me i don't do that
2: stuff i pay out the ass for my games you know that i yeah, don't well, bring-
1: I mean, you, you, you pay, <laughs> what you pay to get every bit of uh, TV um, entertainment is just giving up like a comfortable life is pretty much right. what you're doing.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's why I have my phone booth apartment. Uh, Percy Harvin with a hip injury. He's expected to play week seven as of now, but you've heard uh, – how many different reports can there be on Percy Harvin, by the way? Uh, he's expected to miss – Extended period of time is what they said before this week started. And now it's a hip injury and is expected to play this week. I, who f- knows?
1: I was about to say, who gives a sh-? <laughs> Gold jacket,
2: green jacket, who, who gives give a sh-? yep. Yeah, uh, Manny Sanders, uh, he hurt his shoulder day-to-day, sprained AC joint. Luckily, the Broncos have the bye week this week, so he can heal that up and come back hopefully close to 100%. Yeah, he'll be fine. Owen Daniels, same thing, day-to-day. Um, with the shoulder injury. Ty Montgomery, your guy you picked for your week three, which I thought was a great pick, hurt his ankle day-to-day. It seemed to be a running theme going on in Green Bay, right? Devontae Adams' ankle, uh, Fat Lacy' ankle, Damn. Ty Montgomery' ankle. They all have ankle injuries.
1: So. I know. They need to stop playing basketball. They're getting those loose ankles or something.
2: They all have, uh, they all have ankle injuries, and then they go eat a bunch of crappy food, and then they can't fit in their number 27
1: jerseys, right? And the, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: Allen Robinson, leg injury. He is day-to-day. Julius Thomas, rib injury, expects to play week seven. Jesus Christ, stay healthy. For God's sake. Um, like we said before, Jeremy Macklin, concussion. He has to be cleared through the protocol. So that that's uh <laughs> My rough.
1: favorite thing on the planet when I look at this. Michael Vick, hamstring slash <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I,
2: I made I made that.
1: I literally was gonna say something along those lines, like Michael Vick is just being held out because he's a horrible person. Right,
2: Mike Vick hamstring slash shitiness. Uh, He's expected to week miss seven, like anyone cares, and
1: hopefully expected to miss the rest of the season and his. Oh, career. he's done
2: it in the NFL. You get look, you get benched for. I mean, and they're saying hamstring injury. He got benched. You get benched for Landry Jones. You're done in the NFL. You're cooked. You hope so. So, uh, you know, ha- have a good time. Apparently Fox will hire you. They'll hire anyone. They have A-Rod and Pete Rose and a bunch of other dumbass. Well, you know, guys.
1: in two years it'll be like Michael Vick and Greg Hardy and Ray Lewis all sitting at a table together. So,
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody throwing a knife. See what happens. Yeah. Um, Mad Max Ke- here. <laughs> Keenan Allen has a hip flexor. He's going to be day-to-day. 8,000 targets. I remember uh, Nico and I were talking, and he didn't like Keenan Allen this year, and he's like, I don't think he'll have 70 receptions. I think he has 800 receptions right now. I
1: think now, he has 70 you know, right now. Yeah, dude, he has so many My catches, favorite thing so. Nico was like, there's no, I th- he didn't quite say it like this, but I read it when I saw it. He's like, there's <laughs> no player I was more wrong on. I was like... Well, there's a league laundry list that's right behind him, but, but he didn't say it like that. He was like, he's like, I was just really wrong well, about Kevin Allen. Well, Nico was
2: right on a lot of guys, too, but we like to give him for the ones he was wrong on because it's funny.
1: Well, yeah, because it's way more entertaining.
2: Uh, Harry Douglas, a ribs day-to-day. Marcus Mariota, also the other end of that. MCL spraying day-to-day. We'll see if he plays. Deshaun Jackson, the Welsh. I feel like this is every single week. Now he's suffered a setback on his hamstring. 50-50 to come back
1: whatever (laughs) I I don't like Sean Jackson
2: I mean I don't like him either but he's a decent speed receiver uh Jordan Reed concussion still in the protocol he still hasn't uh passed the protocol so that sucks come on that's a test Zach Zenner
1: (laughs) Zach Zenner uh ribs collapsed lung done for the year all right well some uh, notes going into week seven uh fat Eddie he's beat up and the Packers uh, are gonna ride the hot hand so what does that mean They'll uh, probably start James Starks, and right. then as soon as he's not good, they'll probably go back to Eddie Lacy, and uh, maybe Eddie Lacy has a good second half, or who knows? Maybe this is the beginning of uh, Devontae Freeman 2.0. I don't know, but I don't believe it, but it's, Fat Eddie's beat up.
2: I, it's not. Uh, your Niners worked out Pierre Thomas. Uh,
1: there's smoke there. Any fire? There might be. I mean, um, I Reggie, but, so. Reggie, well, Bush, Reggie Bush can stay healthy. Um, Jared Hain is is cool as he is right now and fun to watch. He's just not a starter. Mike Davis isn't either. And, dude... Yeah, but the Car- Chiefs didn't even sign him. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they obviously like their options. I'll just tell you, though, I mean, there's no guy... We're, we're talking about Fat 80 being beat up. There's no guy that gets more beat up than Carlos Hyde. I know most people, because the 49ers are not fun to watch, uh, <laughs> don't watch enough games. That guy, he is just one of the toughest runners and just gets... I thought... He, he just gets... Beaten out of him every single game. I'm not surprised that this is happening, but obviously, Pierre Thomas is just done. He's not. A good I thought back. week
2: two, I thought week two, he tore up his knee because he got hit at a weird oh, yeah. angle by cheap shop artist Mike Mitchell. And uh, it looked like, you know, his knee bent weird. And
1: uh, dude, every uh, game he's just getting thrown around. And I tell you, Pierre Thomas is obviously not a good back. So clearly, the 49ers are going to sign <laughs> him. <laughs>
2: Uh, Stephen Ridley could come off the pup and play in week seven. Now, I don't think this is really giant news because Chris Ivory is a hes top 12 back. He's amazing. I mean, he, 150 yards every week, gets in the end zone every single week. The only problem I see is Stephen Ridley is a big bruising back. and Goal line you know, carries. Maybe some, vulture some goal line carries, just like it happened to Forte, man. I mean, you know, Langford isn't getting uh, as many carries as I thought he'd get, but he definitely got a red zone. Uh, carry or a uh, goal line carry and scored a touchdown. So mm. things like that happen. It well, could, he could become a problem. Just watch for him. Let's hope not. Johnny Manziel is at it again. Um, I, I mean, read the he, whole
1: thing. Did you read the he, whole thing?
2: He didn't get a DUI or anything. Wasn't he screaming at his girlfriend? He Cop
1: like, over dude, or something. They, they like pulled over and like some person like saw them fighting and called the cops. And then she like said that Johnny slammed her head into the, the glass of the the door and then she was like no no we're all good they're both like no we're fine and uh they didn't they weren't drunk enough you know to get a DUI and you know he's supposed to be in rehab and stuff whatever not for us to judge i don't care but you know the dudes a train wreck the dude's a train wreck the, the browns obviously don't believe in him if there was ever a time for a scenery change it's for this guy you know he need, he needs to go to a place where there's a leader established in front of him that can just sit him down it's and be like... It's called a prison. Yeah, not like a prison, but they need to just be they like... They have guards who he are He needs leaders. a Kurt Warner. God, I go to church every
0: damn Sunday. you going to bring the demons out of me?
1: You know what? Honestly, he needs to, like, sit out the rest of the season, and he needs to go hire Kurt Warner. Not that Kurt Warner helped Colin Kaepernick or anything, but maybe Johnny Manziel can be taught how to be like you know, like a human being, and, uh, you know, conduct yourself. Obviously, Browns players don't know how to conduct themselves. All the Browns players, by the way, they're all angels. Josh Gordon. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, People are... Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. If you do them, you're bad. Because drugs are bad, okay? It's a bad thing to do drugs, so don't be bad. By doing drugs, that'd be bad. Drugs are bad. Okay, well, all you guys seem to have the same problem. You guys are all angels and, and saints, yet you keep getting caught in these situations. You just need to change the scenery. There's something about Cleveland. Maybe it makes people you know, depressed. You- I don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, everyone who's ever been to Cleveland. Um, yeah, I think uh, – don't, don't you think like anybody with an alcohol problem, like after all the stuff with Stallworth, you know – Anybody with an alcohol problem in Cleveland, just you're gone. Goodbye. Go. Go away. That's it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I yeah, there's also like you know the sanity of there's like humanity that's involved. Like you don't just like you don't just ditch out on somebody when they need help and whatnot. But you know, there's a situation where you know maybe it's a scene of change a change of scenery or something involved. I don't know. Fantasy wise, Johnny Ranzell is not relevant to anything. I can't see a reason why the guy plays at all this season unless Josh McCown gets hurt which again yeah I mean, I mean it happens it's likely so uh it's a it's a testy situation but whatever uh speaking of kind of testy situation ben roethlisberger long shot to play week seven more he likely to play. play more likely to play week eight
2: yeah and and i think week eight is still probably i think if he's a long shot this week he's 25 i think next week it would be a 50 50 so I even, who
1: do you guys play this weekend uh, this week is the chiefs do you think you if you lose to the chiefs he's hands down playing week 8
2: yeah okay and and um and the thing is is you know i i'm not going to sit here and tell you that the steelers are going to lose to the chiefs because the chiefs are hurt and they're banged up but somehow it's the raiders and the chiefs man when those teams are really bad we seem to find a way to give them a win Every single—remember, Terrell uh, Pryor had a 90-yard touchdown run against Pittsburgh, I think, two or three years ago when he was a starting quarterback for the Raiders. Hmm. Like, we seem to give those teams wins whenever they're bad. So Play but, playing
1: down to your competition, that's not yeah, good. Yeah,
2: it's something that the Steelers do. But uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, he'll be back sooner rather than later so Landry Jones doesn't have to be the quarterback of this team. And everybody talking about how great Landry Jones is— just wait. Yeah, exactly. It's coming.
1: All right, and burning through these last couple, Andre Ellington only got nine snaps. I think it increases this week, and uh, it will be con- a continued issue with the Cardinals back situation where everyone says, it's Chris Johnson, it's Chris Johnson. Well, there's David Johnson, there's Andre Ellington. It's getting muddy. Uh, a similar situation, speaking of muddy, Jeremy Hill out-snapped, as we talked about before, Giovanni Bernard this week, 35-26. to 26. It's a mess, and uh, Amir Abdullah was benched. He had a stinger. He
2: he wasn't benched. He had
1: or he wasn't benched.
2: Yeah, he had a stinger when he fumbled, but he got his fumble back. I was about to say, like, he fumbled in the fourth, but he grabbed it back real quick, and then we didn't see him again. And everybody was like, Well, Abdullah got benched, but Caldwell said he had a stinger. Like if you're benching the guy, just say you benched him.
1: Who who has better hands to hold on to the ball, Amir Abdullah or Melvin Gordon? Ooh,
2: <laughs> that's uh, now Melvin Gordon. I think I Abuel no. Fumbles. He
1: dude. He fumbled like he's. I, I think. I feel like I've seen him fumble four times in the last two weeks. Not all fumbles lost. every game. Uh, Abdullah has. Still, so this so Belvin Gordon—they're horrible. He's fumbled
2: in every single game. Like I don't know what's wrong with these guys. They got to be like like high point. What is is Rashard Munnenhall teaching all of these guys how to carry the ball?
1: He might. I, I gonna don't cast it, them in Baller Season two. Is I it a uh, freaking uh, Tiki Barber teaching everyone how to run the ball now? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Those are not good role models, by the way. All right, uh, let's get into this conversation with uh, CBS's Adam Azer. Azer. All right, Bogman. I think they said it was a Azer. It was an Azer. Oh, no, it was an
2: Azer. I think they were an
1: Azer gang. If you listen to the fantasy baseball podcast, you are well familiar with uh, our Freudian slip up. Maybe it was just mine, where I called this wonderful, amazing gentleman Azer, but it is Adam Azer on Twitter at Adam Azer. Adam,
3: All kinds of Azer. What's up, That's brother? Right. i don't even know how to pronounce my name anymore you guys have completely thrown me off
1: i know we threw everything off um by the way i just want to you to know something because i know you're sitting and listening to all of our thousand podcasts all the time in between of the thousand that you're hosting yeah exactly get all of your info do you do know that your voice is a staple on this podcast are you aware of this
3: uh, yeah, I'm going to have to elaborate on we that. We have,
1: uh, y- you have one of the most amazing, incredible laughs that I love so much. So much so that we pulled one of your laughs and we use it oh, on our show.
3: <laughs> so what you- the hell was I laughing at? Do you know?
1: Oh God, I don't even remember. I- Bogman <laughs> probably said something absolutely wrong and stupid. And you were just like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> right, Bogman? Yeah, that was yeah. probably
2: it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, or it was the way that the Welsh was pronouncing your name. <laughs>
1: No, a that's second,
3: it. So it was it was a laugh on when I came on your show. Or oh yeah, a laugh G- from give it
2: give it an impression of the of the laugh. The well,
1: <laughs> I should have pulled let's it. Hear.
2: What I don't, well, I, don't do impression. Impression.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to do the impression. Oh, come on, I don't know how to do the yeah, so.
2: impression.
3: Oh, come on, you I'm embarrassed enough.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you so you can use it. But I but the whole point is I want you to know that you can have feature credits on almost every one of our podcasts since you've been on baseball. <laughs> you damn right. you <laughs> damn, damn right. Well, uh, Adam Azer is uh, one of the hardest working men in fantasy sports and podcasting world. You even have a brand new podcast because people can catch you on pretty much all the CBS podcasts. You're doing it with Jamie and Dave for football. You did baseball. And now you've got a new one called the Opening Line Podcast. Tell us about that.
3: We uh, launched sportsline.com. I didn't really have anything to do with that, but our, our company launched sportsline.com. Basically what it is, okay, it's a website that gives picks on every game with spreads over unders across all the sports. I'm not sure every football, every baseball game, I'm pretty sure every basketball game, basically it's a picks site and we have uh, a computer simulation. That's very, very accurate. It's probably hitting over 60% of its apex wow. um, against the spread. So it, it Gives you a pick, like it'll say tonight, right? Tonight is Philadelphia. We had it at minus four and a half against the Giants uh, Monday night. And uh, it's got an A pick on the Eagles minus four and a half. The A picks are like its strongest picks. It simulates the game thousands of times. And if it comes up with a spread, if it comes up with an outcome that varies greatly from the spread, you get an A pick out of it. So basically, it's a really cool site. We also have some written content on there and some experts. And I host the podcast for it. And uh, we are about four or five times a week, depending on the week. We just pick games and have some fun with it. And uh, it's really cool. It's called the opening line uh, from sports line. So you can check that out.
1: Well, I'm going to check that out. That sounds amazing. Bogman, we need to get I mean, we need to move to Vegas so we can gamble. There's other things we can't do there now. But <laughs> I want no, to listen to anything
2: in Arizona. So,
1: yeah, I know. But know, if we lived in Vegas, are
2: you are you breathing? That's illegal. Five five hundred dollar
1: fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me see your uh, like NFL. let me see your birth. Yeah, exactly. Let me see your birth <laughs> certificate. Oops. All right. Get out of here.
2: Um, Adam, I want to know how much you paid these girls on your Twitter
3: picture here. Oh, that is funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's totally photoshopped. Uh, you can put your <laughs> face on that same exact picture with those girls on that billboard. Uh, my friend did that for me at work. And that that was so funny, man. I I gotten a lot of good feedback from that. That, that is, is
1: solid. Bogman, you should I I would love to compare Bogman and Adams. We should we need to find that site and put you on there, Boggs.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. You do have a good uh, picture. You I have the
1: you, that. you got the shooter, like shooter from uh, Happy Gilmore. So I like that look. <laughs> right. yeah, oh yeah, you you too. you got the eyes closed and you got the gun, you got the finger gun out. You're yeah. like, "Hey." You eat pieces oh, of
3: shit. i
2: give me the shooter. How about that? You <laughs> eat pieces of sh- like the Welsh for breakfast.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, so you know you- I'm not that. You know I'm not going to come on here and curse, man. I get so jealous when you guys just like say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. Get get so jealous get of our of our independent podcast with all that yeah, independent we'll, money, which is zero. We
3: will we'll
2: switch spots. Yeah. yeah. I mean I cannot curse. That's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can be we're gonna try to get it out of you. Somehow I'm gonna try to get you to cuss. But you I understand
3: heard on the podcast before because when I say it's our start or sit show uh-huh. sometimes. <laughs> That is, like, really dangerous, and I've made that mistake twice, so I never say that anymore. (laughs)
1: Okay, Bogman, can we switch all of our questions to ask start or sit, and we'll just look for one of those so we can get that out here, and then we'll loop that. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to
2: start or sit Michael Vick this week?
1: (laughs) No.
3: Yeah, peace. No, never mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. So what we're doing (laughs) with Adam, uh, one of our favorite guests, and really happy that you're able to take some time out and talk with us, but we're going to do some questions, a little one-sentence opinion from uh, Bogman's going to be asking, and then we'll play the We Say game where uh, I got smoked last week. And we'll see if Adam can uh, rock out some more points for the guests we have on this show. But let's get right into this. I'm going to start us off right off the bat, Adam. I want to ask you about last week's number one waiver claim. I bet a lot of people uh, blew their load. Um, phrasing? On their fab dollars for uh, the mouse cop. What is his name? Shank- Shankantric? <laughs> Sharkantric yeah, West. Right, yeah, yeah the, the artist formerly known as Mouse Cop player formerly known as mouse Cobb. um and it was bad it was it was a bad situation for him last week uh but what i want to ask you is do you buy him moving forward because i could see a lot of people overreacting using their number one claim or you know using those fab dollars didn't get much out of him last week nor did they get anything out of now davis and um it, what, what do you see with him moving forward for those people that did use that
3: Well, he almost had a touchdown. He was ruled down by contact on a play where it wasn't really clear that he was down by contact, and then he got up and he ran what should have been in for a touchdown. Uh, But, no, he didn't play very well, and there's a big concern with that offense. It's just not very good. I think he's kind of better than Isaiah Crowell, but I guess he's kind of like Amir Abdullah right now without all the upside because Abdullah is going to be a better player. But just in the situation where – He's a running back with a pulse that gets touches, and you kind of need that in fantasy. But the production is probably not going to be that good. Pittsburgh, Detroit, then a bye, and at Denver, I don't particularly like those matchups. Maybe Detroit. I can't quite figure out Detroit's run defense. You know, uh, they, if they play without Haloti Nada and Tyron Walker, who's out for the year, they still managed to do a decent job on Matt Forte. But, so I don't really buy their run defense. But, but still, you're talking three of the next four weeks. Pittsburgh's been good against the run. Denver's great, and a bye. I I don't see good things up ahead for Sarcandric West. If somebody dropped him, I probably wouldn't be picking him up unless I really needed a run.
1: I'm player. glad you said that because that was what the next question I was going to ask you because I think a lot of people were thinking they were getting into a Devontae Freeman type of player. This is it. This is the big pickup and people are going to be dropping him and I was curious what you thought of uh, of the, the secondary people. You know, the guy that had the number two waiver claim and didn't pick up. Should they pick him up? I think I might have to tend to agree with you. Is there any excitement about Nile Davis then or is Kansas City just an, a void all the way around?
3: Yeah, they don't have a very good they don't have a very good offensive line. Jamal Charles did a lot of his damage as a pass catcher. Look, he, he did a lot on the ground too, but but obviously his pass catching was huge. So it's just like if you if you need Antonio Andrews, then you should want Sharkandrick West. I'd rather have Sharkandrick <laughs> West than Antonio. Like that's what it is. So yeah. it, it's funny. I said I wouldn't pick him up in most leagues if someone dropped him. But if I owned him, I also probably wouldn't drop him. Because if I owned him, that means that I needed a running back to begin with, right? So – I, I don't know. It's it, it is. It's just like a crappy situation, but it's a guy who's going to get work. So so you gotta you gotta roll with that. Yeah. All right. So
2: speaking of guys that you know, Jamal Charles goes down. C.J. Anderson and now is the backup Jeremy Hill. Uh, and, and this week it was Eddie Lacy, another first rounder, getting out carried by James Starks. What do you think about Lacy moving forward?
3: All right. There was something I wanted to look up. I'm gonna look it up for my podcast tomorrow. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't have time to look it up today. but It's okay. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: we're getting an insight look at the most important man in <laughs> podcasting and his research abilities. I like this.
3: Yes. Demarius Thomas last year, I think he struggled first four weeks, and then they or first three weeks maybe, and then they had a week four bye. They had their first bye. With, I don't know if you remember week four last year. There were like six teams on bye and good teams at that, and Denver was one of them. And he had an ankle injury to Marius Thomas, and after the bye, he came back, he got healthy, and he started kicking butt. And there are two guys on the Packers that I'm hoping will have the same uh, turnaround, and Lacy's one of them, and Cobb is the other. I guess I'm more optimistic for Cobb, although that injury seems like it, it would linger, that shoulder injury. Lacey, I'm a little worried about just because he's enormous. Like he's he's so fat. Why
1: do we talk about just, we talk about fat people whenever you're on Adam? Last time we talked about Matt Harvey on the bass in the baseball podcast.
3: <laughs> now we're talking about fat yeah, Eddie Lacy. To be really good, huh? That, that was a great call by me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, Lacey, Like I don't know if he's fat because somebody sent me a picture of him with like in a sleeveless shirt and he's ripped. Hmm. But either way, he's too big. To be a featured running back. So I went back and I looked at some 2014 highlights. He's just bigger. He's just just too big. And Starks is playing well. So I think Lacey gets going a little bit. I think they're going to be loyal to him. Look, he fumbled yesterday. He was having a terrible game. And he was hurt and he fumbled. And they kept him in the game after that. So I think they'll be a little bit loyal to him. You could try to buy super low and hope that the bye week cures him. Uh, see, uh, but I, there you have to be concerned.
1: Lacey reminds me a lot of uh, like Doug Martin because Doug Martin did that last year where he bulked up and he was trash. So like next year is going to be Lacey's big turnaround. But, okay, so what is that buy though for you when you're saying buy low? How how low? Like how low is the cost that you're willing to pay for Lacey? Sixty percent, seventy percent on the dollar, eighty percent.
3: I said, uh, I mean, I was kind of ridiculed for this. Like, nobody would ever do that. And it's probably true. But I think in some leagues, you could pull it off. I would trade, like, Anquan Bolden for him. Uh, but I, I, everybody would probably be like, yeah, so would I. Uh, <laughs> I would trade Eric Decker for him.
1: What about, like, running backs? Like, I want to talk, like, would you trade, okay. Would you trade like, uh, Doug Martin for Eddie Lacy?
3: No. No, I wouldn't. Chris Ivory. I would, no, definitely. I would, no, no, okay. Definitely. Okay. I well, would consider trading Jonathan Stewart, even after the two-touchdown oh, game. Man. I like but that. Well, just because, look, I would consider it. I, I don't know if I would do it, but Stewart, he, it's not like he had that great of a game. He scored two close, right. you know, short-yardage touchdowns. Those easily so. could have been Cam Newton's, right? Exactly, exactly. But Stewart's going to be involved, so at least you know that about Stewart. He's not losing touches to James Starks or anybody else, at least not a, not a bunch of touches. Not going to so, be eating cheeseburgers on the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, man, a running back I would give up for him. Uh, Maybe – man, I can't even think of anyone. I was going to say Chris Johnson, but even that I don't think I
1: would Oh, come on. I would do that. See, I think I'm going to be the one that is going to be in the weird camp of, like, I think I would buy Eddie Lacy right now. Like, I'm not trading Doug Martin for him, but – you know, we had a lot of the same stuff with LaShawn McCoy last year. And it's not like he turned it around to be, you know, number one overall, the number one overall pick that a lot of people took him to be, but he became more serviceable halfway through the year. I think Lacey could be that. And I th- I think I would probably pay more than most, it sounds like, because yeah, I would trade Bolden. I would trade uh I think there's a lot. I would trade Jonathan Stewart. I-, I wouldn't blink at it, especially, especially I would tell the person that maybe has the running back depth. Maybe someone went out, and, you know, they were able to get Arian Foster late, and they got one of the top running backs. And maybe you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they've got uh Dion Lewis or Legarrette Blunt or something yeah. like that. Like I would go out if I had two solid running backs, and I would pay maybe a little bit more than the next guy to get Eddie Lacy. Because what if it pays off and you have a flex, and all of a sudden Eddie Lacy comes back to you know eighty five percent value, and now you've got Lacy Foster, and I don't know. Let's just say like. Uh, I mean, DeMarco Murray's not a good one. Who's a good running back? Maybe you picked up Devontae Freeman. You got Freeman Foster and Eddie Lacy. I, oh, I think I would pay for uh, it. You're sitting pretty. How, how good did my uh,
2: keeper league look, the Welsh, when I had Jamal Charles and Eddie Lacy as my backs? You start started the, the
1: season off really, really good, and uh, <laughs> I wish you had Des Bryant in that league, too. That would have been great.
3: Um, <laughs> I'll all right. just add this on Eddie Lacy. I'm not trading for him unless I can get James Starks, too. There
1: you I, go. I have seen That's that pop up in a couple places. I like that. Um, kind of speaking on Eddie Lacy kind of being, you know, kind of garbagey, but are there any players out there that have been hot so far that you're not believing in or vice versa? How about the um, saying, any, are there any slow guys that you're waiting to break out? So any guys that just haven't broke out yet or things you don't believe in? I'm not going to say Devontae Freeman because <laughs> everyone thinks Devontae Freeman's, you know, the next coming, but uh, both of those.
3: Well, I will say it took me a little while to buy into Devontae Freeman. I was definitely late to that party. Me too. But this <laughs> is I, like the Packers podcast, so I do apologize for that. But I don't buy James Jones, and I think he's going to score some touchdowns, but I think that's going to be pretty much it. And I think Devontae Adams is actually the guy that I'm very excited about. I think he's owned in about 64% of CBSSports.com league, something like that. <laughs> So I like Devontae Adams. I think he's gonna have a big second half impact. I traded for Lamar Miller last week.
1: Love that one.
3: I, yeah. I think this will be good for him. I traded Antonio Gates for him, so it wasn't really that you know, it wasn't like I stole him.
1: Yeah. Well that, that was a perfect uh, example I was gonna add like, especially on the like the slow start area, because I think there's still a lot of guys that are falling into the slow start and it's like either this past week or this weekend is where the Uh, Essentially the hill finally falls down and I say hill the Jeremy Hill like the Jeremy Hills like you're either done Or you're just about done or you take a guy like Lamar Miller You were just about done and now you know the new coaching regime has done that So I mean I I would say the slow start guy for me would have been Lamar Miller
3: Yeah, I think Lamar Miller is just just very talented has that job locked up I don't see him losing goal line carries all the reasons. I liked him going into the season and I loved him going into the season. They're all still there on the same team Jarvis Landry going into the week had the second most or the most red zone targets among wide receivers. He's just been a little unlucky and hasn't scored a receiving touchdown yet. Landry scored a rushing touchdown <laughs> in week six, but but I think Landry has, has good things to come in And he just I feel like you could get him for nothing. I feel like he could be a throw in in a <clears throat> excuse me in a bigger deal. So I, I like him to bounce back to. Um and if anybody's down on Antonio Bryant, they're obviously they're a fantasy novice because it's clearly just he needs Ben Roethlisberger back, but if somebody's doubting him, take Antonio Bryant right now. Antonio Brown, yeah, I think. Oh, he, Antonio Brown, yeah, yeah. I think no.
2: Antonio Brown could have uh, a bigger week this week with Landry Jones coming back. Yeah, Landry so.
1: Jones, Bogman, the sooner.
2: Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, he's better than better than the dog murderer. So I'm That's really true. happy that he's starting. How <laughs> about how about this one, Adam? The Wellshaw for me a trade. Now we have a 16 man. Deep, deep league with where we have an eleven-man defense, all kinds of stuff going on, but it's not a keeper. It's a one-off. He offered me Antonio Gates or Greg Olson. My tight ends have been absolute garbage this year. For Des Bryant, um, should I tr- should I make that trade or do you think I'm maybe pot committed to waiting on Des to come back at this point?
1: Total trash at tight
3: end. He has and he's I like pretty. Solid. I have like
2: Garrett Selleck. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad.
3: How are your wide receivers?
2: Wide receivers are decent. I have Cobb. I have Emmanuel Sanders.
3: PPR, uh, by the way. Yeah. Full, full point PPR. 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 So you know what? they're pretty good. I think I would do it. And I, I would, if Tony Romo were healthy right now, I don't think I would do it. But. I, you don't know that what Des Bryant's going to give you until week like 11 when Romo's back. So I would do it, and I would do it for Greg Olson.
1: I think it's All a right. perfect trade. That was I, my next question. I have both those tight ends, and my wide receivers, I just have a hodgepodge of like Reuben Randall, James Jones, um, Sammy Watkins. My, wide, uh, my running backs, everything is amazing. I had Brady except for a number one wide receiver, but I have two locked-in tight ends. I thought it was a good trade too, so thank you, Adam Azer, yeah. for confirming I, that.
2: I I may still not do it just because if Bryant comes back and is great and the Welsh wins, then I have to listen to it. <laughs> I, I, I
1: promise you, you I will not. That in. I won't give you any flack if I win with Des Bryant.
3: You know what that trade is, guys? That is an Azer. Right. <laughs> that, that is, is a. A-zer.
1: That, is, that a, is an Azer.
3: That, that. <laughs>
1: I forgot we have the Azer icer <laughs> claims. I love that. I think it is an Azer type trade. It is not an Icer. I think Bogman should do it. All right, Bogman's got a couple one-sentence uh, opinion, guys, so pretty much we're going to just throw out a name. Give us, uh, you know, in a sentence or a word, whatever you want, your feelings on these players.
2: Ma, the first one here is Theo Riddick. I mean, a lot of uh, goofiness in the backfield for the Lions. What do you think about Theo Riddick? Intriguing in PPR probably won't score touchdowns. How about his uh his battery mate there, Matt Stafford?
3: Oh, I I like Stafford. He played three of the best defenses in the league and struggled, and then he bounced back. I would say borderline top 12 rest of the season.
1: I would say struggling. Uh, My name is struggling. <laughs> struggling. How about this guy that I've discounted pretty much all season, and I almost feel pot committed to just keep discounting him because I just don't <laughs> want to give him any credit at this point because then I can say I'm right when he has a bad week. But how about Travis Benjamin with Cleveland?
3: Well, I can give you a one-sentence answer, or I could I could give you a little insight.
1: Okay, uh, let's I, do it.
3: We'll take the insight, yeah. So I watched Travis Benjamin in college. He went to Miami with me, uh, same same time. No big deal. And I didn't know him. But, um, all he was, and all he's really been in the NFL, is extremely fast. He was not a receiver. He's the kind of guy where uh, the quarterback would throw it to him deep. He would not fight for the ball. The ball would get intercepted because he just, he wasn't the kind of guy who would have the, I don't know the the awareness to knock the ball away to become a defensive back. He just wasn't a football player. He was always a great athlete, and that's why I didn't buy it. But I've been watching the Browns. Oh no! And he's really he has improved. He's just better than he's ever been, in my opinion. I think uh, I don't think he's going to score touchdowns because Barnage is the only guy who does that, apparently. <laughs> um, but um, I think he's actually a number three wide receiver in PPR. Damn Rest of season, I I'm encouraged. Benjamin is a guy who has gone from being like a nothing player to a, a real contributor and a guy who knows what he's doing out there. In my opinion, I just feel what like about, I can't
1: turn it around. I can't turn this around. <laughs> I need to keep this ship sailing. I need to fight the course and hope he comes hey, back.
2: Guy, to guys learn
3: things and they get better and maybe well, that's it's not that's just that. Is that McCown throws the ball forty times a game. He threw thirty-nine passes against denver but before that he's he's more like 45 or 50 times a game in his three game stretch and he's always losing as benjamin and that's it so it's just by default i need johnny football all right
2: (laughs) (laughs) what about uh what about sammy watkins the first thing that pops into my name is glass joe the first guy you fought against in (laughs) mike tyson's punch out have you ever beaten mike tyson's punch out yep did you yeah, really? No, you didn't. I I really did. Uh, it took me do like it. a year. It was the worst. The guy before, the super macho man, is way harder than Mike Tyson. So no, like It took me like he's, a month to beat my, uh, Macho Man,
3: and then it took me like hard. four days to beat Tyson. Oh, no. Macho Man is hard. I guess I'm just probably just better at the super spin move that he puts on. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Tyson, is tough. Awesome. Tyson, he screws up your timing. Anyway, Sammy Watkins— when he, okay, take the week off. He's not gonna play most likely in London. Then he's gotta buy. Just get healthy. He will be a monster when he's healthy.
1: Wow. All right. what well, about this last one? Uh the newly uh number two tight end for San Diego, Ladarius Green.
3: Yeah, not buying it. Uh no, not buying it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I
1: just think that's a good answer. No. No, no. I mean, if
3: Gates were out. But I'm not buying it with Gates in. You
1: did what I do in my whole life where like, I'll start, I'll, I'll answer something like as a question and then I'll re-answer it. I'll be like, no, no, that's what I do with about everything. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go play this We Say game.
0: I-T-L.
1: We Say the game. All right. So here we go. We're going to play this We Say game. Uh, how it works, as everybody knows, is we use standard scoring. Uh, a point is given to the person that gets the correct answer, or if people have the same answers, you tie to get a half point. And we do consider, you know, if you go out on a limb and, and you pick, like, a you know, an Aaron Rodgers, and I pick, you know, or Bogman picks an, uh, whoever. Uh, Blake you know, Bortles. Blake Bortles, there you go. And they have similar weeks. We're going to give it to an Aaron Rodgers because you went on a limb to pick the higher if we're talking about a disappointment. Uh, Let me make that more confusing for our listeners this week. We uh, we've got our good boy Marky Mark with just enough K's in his name, Mark. Just enough names and K's in his name to not sound racist. Mark is playing for the listeners. Adam is playing for the guest. Bogman and I are playing as we always do. And the race is getting tighter. And you guys can find all the results on the website at inthisleague.com under the We Say game. You guys can play along, and if you use the hashtag ITL We Say you guys can, uh, potentially, you can be one of the listeners that's playing. All right, so first up, first one we got, top fantasy quarterback for Week 7. Mr. Bogman, who do you have?
2: Eli Manning. Eli Manning versus the uh, terrible Dallas pass defense. And all they do is throw the ball. Uh, They don't really, I don't don't like Jennings, so I'm going to go with Eli. My boy,
1: Eli. This is like, is this like the third week you've gone with Eli? Not straight, Uh, but...
2: No, no, not straight. Uh, probably, I love Eli. Yeah. that guy's awesome.
1: Well, I mean, he's the only good Manning left. So um, <laughs> I am going to go a little bit out on a limb. At least not taking one of the top named quarterbacks here. And I'm going to say the big fantasy quarterback for this week is going to be Carson Palmer versus Palmer's Baltimore. Colin that's Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. The guy, the quarterback for my team that's really horrible, and the guy that doesn't really know how to play quarterback. <laughs> he threw over for over 300 yards against Baltimore. I'm going to assume. Carson Palmer, who I believe threw for over 400 uh, this weekend, is going to throw for maybe 600 yards against Baltimore. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald hopefully will have 200. John Brown might have 300. I'm going to say Carson Palmer with a huge week. He's my top quarterback. Adam Azer, don't pull an eiser. Who do you say is your top quarterback?
3: Be careful what you wish for. Carson Palmer has had two games with 350 passing yards or more, and those are his two worst fantasy games of the year for whatever reason. Uh, Touchdowns. Yeah, only one touchdown in those games. I'm going to say Ben Roethlisberger. I expect him. I hope he's going to play. Love it. So uh, obviously if he doesn't, then I'm screwed. But I will say Roethlisberger comes back and just destroys Kansas City. Although now I'm actually thinking about it. I just read that report uh, earlier before I came on that he's probably not going to play. I'll give, I'll give you another. I'll give you two. Thanks.
1: I do this sometimes. I'll give you two. You get Ben and someone else.
3: Well, you make me go last, and I, now I can't take the guys you said. That's no, 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 no. You, no,
1: you, you, can, you can Absolutely.
3: Yeah, you you can pick uh, the same guys we have.
2: We'll
1: just be sharing a point. It's almost yeah, a yeah. It'll just be
2: instead of somebody getting a whole point, uh, you'll uh, we'll both get a half point. Well, what the hell's the fun in that? Give me Andrew Luck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Andrew. Well, the guest took Andrew, or the uh, listener took Andrew Luck. You well, Andrew Luck? Ah,
1: that hasn't happened yet, but we'll <laughs> we'll say that. Okay, so Adam takes Andrew Luck. I like that. Here's what's so fantastic about that: Marky Mark also took Andrew Luck. So you guys will be Whoa. rocking maybe that half point if you both get it. So cool. there you go. That's the game. Remember, we're not—we're not. We're not <laughs> it's not craziness here, but you know, we we'll go. You went out on a limb. You picked Andrew Luck. Now, I'm surprised nobody picked Tom Brady. How did nobody pick Tom Brady here? Anybody? Oh, against
3: the Jets. Um, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, pretty decent matchups. Don't really matter, but this is a tough
1: one. Okay, I just wanted to. We we just didn't pick him. All right, uh, going to the second question. Um, this is a little bit different than we've asked it before, but the biggest like quarterback two or quarterback three for Week Seven. So really, all that that is saying is. You know, you just don't pick Tom Brady here. You know, pick somebody that's a little bit different, you know, off the the beaten path that we're usually talking about, non-quarterback ones. And uh, we'll go to Mark first for the listeners. Mark picked Brian Hoy- Hoyer, the destroyer.
2: Hoyer, the destroyer, the Welsh.
1: I think that's a great pick uh, as long as he throws like 12 balls to Arian Foster. I mean, you know. We should almost DeAndre give him. Hopkins. We should almost give him Ryan Mallett too, just because you know uh, uh, Bill O'Brien <laughs> just likes to like switch them halfway through each game. So uh, okay, there you go, Mark. That's a bold pick. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I like that. We're going to go back to Adam Azer. Who is your quarterback two? Quarterback three? Quarterback we're not really talking about. Who's the biggest fantasy guy for you this week?
3: Uh, okay, so Philip Rivers is too obvious, right? We got to go lower. A um, little bit, little bit lower you, than Rivers. You got it. Okay. Didn't you? I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the Texans are banged up uh, defensively in the in the defensive backfield, that is. So I will take a shot, kind of a long shot, on Ryan Tannehill. Oh, man, that like
1: is, it. it's depressing that that is the conversation we're having, that Ryan Tannehill isn't in that quarterback one conversation. I really thought he was going to have a year, but, I mean, he's an Aggie, so Bogman told me different, and I just didn't listen. <laughs> um, again, I'm going to go with – these are two quarterbacks we'll probably never take in any realm, but uh, especially for having a good week. I am going to say that Nick Foles with the Rams yes. against Cleveland is going to have a big, big game. You agree with me, Adam?
3: I, was, I have wrote down three names, Tannehill <laughs> Foles and Matt Castle, uh, but I went with Tannehill. Biggity-bam!
1: I'm, uh, I'm hoping that we're going to see a big— uh, I mean, I'm really not because I don't like anyone in the NFC West, but for this purpose of the game, I'm thinking Nick Foles has a decent opportunity to light up the Browns. Bogman, what do you think? Who's your quarterback two, quarterback three for this week?
2: I had Derek Carr uh, coming off the bye week against San Diego. Uh, I think that's going to be a shootout game. I really like Derek Carr this week.
1: I actually like that too. Amari Cooper maybe be uh, headed for a big week. All right, let's move down to
3: – No way. The... No?
2: Nah, no, he's got uh,
3: who? – who is it, Verrett? Well, it doesn't even matter. I don't think he'll get Verrett because – or Verrett. I think it's Verrett, but Verrett doesn't move, it seems, from his spot. But they just have so many good corners. How about this – this uh, – this, uh, Group of wide receivers they have faced: Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, and A.J. Green and Randall Cobb. None of them have got 50 yards yet. Yeah, but they had A.B. with Vic, so oh, it does, uh, I, I, I I'm not. I don't even count that. Three. The <laughs> other three: Calvin, Green, and Cobb. 50 yards. They haven't even reached that, That's and it. Green's the only one who scored a touchdown. It's
1: it's impressive. Brett and uh, Brandon Flowers are nothing to. Uh, Nothing to, you know, uh, balk at. But, uh
2: tang Clan ain't nothing to F with, the Welsh. That's
1: right. Well, <laughs> apparently there are the uh, Chargers cornerbacks. All right, so moving down to the fantasy running backs. tops, Toppy tops for Week 7, Bogman. Who do you have? We'll start with you. Todd
2: Gurley versus Cleveland, uh, just yeah, like you no. said. <laughs>
1: That's where I was going to go, too. I almost was going to go there, but I didn't.
2: Well, I mean, come on. It's, it's Cleveland, and it's the Rams coming off a of bye week. We saw Todd Gurley have a huge game. Uh, in his last one, I really like him going up against Cleveland. I'm so
1: going to ask a legitimate question. Do you think Todd Gurley could break the rushing record this weekend?
2: <laughs> no.
1: I do. I, I, you I do. Forget
2: about, you forget about, uh, God, who has it now? I, I just always think of Jamal, Jamal Lewis? Lewis in championship week against the Welsh. And uh, the Welsh is beating the crap out of me. He comes up to me at halftime. And then Jamal J- Lewis uh, proceeds to go off for two hundred and ninety in three.
1: Ah. I've deleted that out of my memory, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know awesome. what that is. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on because that's depressing. Uh, my, my top running back for the week. I'm gonna go with uh, Bogman's boy. I'm gonna go with Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to say, kind of in the vein of. If Roethlisberger were to play, it doesn't matter. Landry Jones looks like the next coming, but I'm going to say that they they're in position to right the ship. The ship always starts with a running back and Le'Veon Bell. I like having a uh, I like having a, b- a big game against Kansas City. He's going to we haven't seen it in a little bit. I'm talking receiving. I'm talking rushing, multiple touchdowns. Give it to me for Le'Veon Bell. What do you think, Adam? Who's your top guy?
3: Well, it was going to be Todd Gurley. I will change it gladly. Change it to Devontae Freeman at Tennessee, even though I feel like he's due for a clunker. It won't be this week. Tennessee can't can't defend the run. Devontae Freeman.
1: And then here's what's so fantastic. Moving to our listeners. Who do you think our oh. listener Mark took?
3: <laughs> Dev- I had a
0: feeling. Devontae <laughs>
1: Freeman. Yes, he did. But, you, hey, I, you know what? How many weeks? Uh, Devontae Freeman's been the guy every week. I'm like, this is the week it's going to slow down. Watch, well, it's it this week. Well,
2: like it in the first half, and then in the second half, he—
1: You know, he kind of went
2: nuts against the Saints. He's crazy.
1: He's crazy good, so I don't blame you. So uh, Mark and Adam both going with Devontae Freeman. Smart minds. All right, moving down, we're going to say the biggest fantasy running back for Week 7 we're not talking about. This essentially means, you know, running back three or four. You know, I guess you could pick a little bit bigger of a name if you want, but just someone we're not talking about that's probably not a starter on a team. And Mark is taking Shane Vereen. With I believe his New York uh, Football Giants that he loves, so I like that Shane Vereen a good PPR option. Uh, Adam, what do you think? Who's your uh, biggest running back for this week? We're not talking about.
3: Oh, get ready for this one! I'm ready. <laughs> Tevin Coleman. Oh, oh wow. Tim, garbage time, touched uh, sixty yards and a touchdown for Tevin Coleman. I almost picked him. I didn't. Really? But I,
2: I I have I have a running back in the same vein as Tevin Coleman. But I almost went with Tevin Coleman. What
1: a good, uh-huh. what a good pick! I love that sneaky pick. Um, I am going to go. I've taken this guy in the same vein of this question before, and I'm going to go at it again. And. I'm gonna hope for the second time me going against those football giants pays off. I'm gonna say the biggest running back we're not talking about is Darren McFadden. I know a lot of people might put Christine Michael in this range, but I think Darren McFadden uh, from the he's kind of taken over for that um, Lance Dunbar uh, role of you know seven, eight, nine catches, maybe play some goal line. I like him at least for a touchdown, and I like him to be the guy that no one's paying attention to with Randall and Michael there. Bogman, who is your guy?
2: My guy is David Johnson. And just like uh, Adam says for the Falcons blowing out the Titans, I've got the Cardinals blowing out the Ratbirds and David Johnson having a nice big game. He's getting more carries in Ellington still, and maybe they'll want to rest Chris Johnson. So hand that ball to the big rookie. Or
3: have you know, it's funny. I-, I was actually debating between Ellington and Coleman. Uh, my thinking on that game is Baltimore still does have a really good run defense. So I think Ellington as a passing downs guy they got to start getting him the ball more.
1: I think Ellington's really, the guy,
3: though. So it's going to happen soon. He's just too talented not to. But I, I do like your David Johnson call. Look, even if it's a close game, he could score the goal line touchdown yeah. again like that.
1: Well, I mean, it, he could return the kickoff for a touchdown. So <laughs> he's got. he's the interesting name, so I do like that, too. All right, moving on to our last two questions. These are the wide receiver variety. Biggest wide receiver for Week 7, Bogman. Who do you have?
2: Julio. Rest up that hamstring. And catch about 15 balls against Tennessee and, uh, you know, probably three or four touchdowns. I need all of my points from Julio because I have Jamal Charles and Eddie Lacy in my keeper league as my running backs.
1: God damn it. That's my guy, too. Uh, we're going to have to share nah. this point. I think Julio is just going to light Tennessee up. Tennessee's a joke. Julio's ready. It's a big big week. We got to get back to that that conversation we have of is anybody better than Julio right now outside of Antonio Brown? Um so I'm going to go with Julio Jones. I'm with you. What do you think Adam? Who's your top wide receiver for week 7?
3: All right, you got a primetime game Monday night. The world's watching. Larry Fitzgerald goes off against Baltimore.
1: Oh, love that pick. That's a great pick. One of the best. <laughs> One of the best. I'm sure
3: I'm sure Mark picked Larry Fitzgerald. He too, did summer. not. He
1: took the guy that I think was also taken last week in the same question and Mark took DeAndre Hopkins. You know, De, uh Hopkins is just the guy's unreal right now.
2: He's projected to have like 139 catches and 1900 yards and like 7000
3: touchdowns at the end of the year at his current pace. Uh, it's ridiculous.
2: Nuke is
1: crazy. Two words,
3: two words for Mark here. Dan Campbell. He's going to he is going to defend DeAndre Hopkins and put a stop to that. <laughs> Okay, he's going to me... be on the field and play corner yeah. and stop DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. right? Here's yeah. a side yeah. question
1: for you. Who do you think Dan Campbell puts the most focus on? Is it Hopkins or Foster?
3: I would guess it's Foster, just knowing. Uh, stop the run. Well, I don't know anything about him, but my my guess is he's a guy who says, you got to stop the run, you got to yeah. stop the run. He's uh, a, and he... then I think that's a smart thing to do with your defensive line. You say, let's stop the run, get them in passing situations. They got six, five or six sacks of Mariota and, and uh, Mettenberger, or Mettenberg yesterday. So um, I would say, yeah, stop the run and let's pin our ears back and try to get to the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, Mark definitely uh, hedging his bet with having uh, Brian Hoyer having a big week, saying Hopkins is going to do the same. All right, and then to our last one, the biggest disappointment for Week 7. Usually we like to talk about these as like a – Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, that range. Um, you know, we, we're not going to talk about Ty Montgomery or Devonte Adams being the uh, biggest disappointment. But I will say, I think Mark is uh, is uh, buying what you're selling, Adam, because he said Amari Cooper is going to have the oh, biggest disappointment geez. for Week Seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark's a New York what, guy too, by the way. What the hell, man? Well, <laughs> he's smart.
3: Our listeners are smart.
1: Yeah, he's a New York guy um, too, so he's with you.
3: Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll pick someone else.
0: I, <laughs> don't you pick can my guy pick
3: amari cooper <laughs> yeah no, no way you know i was thinking uh, i don't know where revis is gonna be but whoever he covers is gonna get shut down so i don't know if it's edelman and also another thing with edelman is like he didn't do anything after he dropped that interception yeah his fingers messed up man so go with, edelman. Uh, go with edelman. A little concerned concern about him
1: I like, you're competitive. Adam's my favorite ever that we've played this game. You are so competitive about it. Go with Edelman, or you can take Gronk if you want.
3: No, I won't take Gronk. Gronk, um, smash! Could, could uh, Rivas really line up on Edelman? That doesn't seem right to me, but they would waste him if they put him on like Amendola. Yeah. All right, I'll take Edelman. I'll be bold. Why not?
1: I like that. All right, uh, I am sticking in the same game as you, but I'm going to say on the other side, I'm going to say that the Jets are going to have a hard time in their offense and their number one playmaker, Brandon Marshall, is going to have the same difficulties. And Brandon Marshall is going to be the biggest disappointment of this week. Bogman, finish us off. Um, phrasing. Uh, phrasing. Who do you think is the biggest <laughs> disappointment?
2: Jordan Matthews. Uh, Carolina, Josh Norman no no chance great call with his little great
1: dinosaur call. arms yeah just doesn't doesn't <laughs> want to bring anything all right there you it's
2: go alligator arms there is
1: the we say game and uh, that is our guest Adam Azer who you can find on the CBS fantasy football Easer. podcast baseball podcast the new- ah, how was that laugh that was a pretty good one i'm telling you i'm sending you the cl- <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you the clip to play it's the best you, you don't know how many people love the clip <laughs> Like, we only play two laughs on this podcast. We play Vince Vaughn from Swingers, <laughs> and we play yours because yours is so great. Oh, you, That's weird. Yours brings us, dude, it brings a smile to my face. Every time I hear it, people love the laugh clip. I'm going to send it to you so you can play it. And maybe you guys will play it on the opening line podcast. If you gamblers out there want to get your, uh, uh, your info all hooked up, listen to Adam and his podcast and all the other great ones that you do. Your guys' football one is fantastic. Uh, we love you to death. We love Adam, Azer and Izer, and we appreciate you taking the time, brother.
3: And I'm sorry about this illness. I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: All right, there you go. Adam is fun. Like I said, that, that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, and I say that a lot, but it's because Adam is involved. Anytime we have him on a podcast with us, he is very involved in what we are doing. He's not just going through the motions. So we love you, Adam. Uh, that that was, last
2: laugh almost killed me. I,
1: <laughs> I know. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting that. You know <laughs> we've hit the big time if he plays his laugh on one of his podcasts that we put right. together. <laughs> So here, uh, did you
2: send it to him? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I sent it, right? it to him. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> he, he needs to have his laugh. I mean, I know he has it, but uh, he obviously has depth in his laughs. He has. I caught another one. I don't know if anyone else heard it. I'm going to go back and pull it. He had a little laugh in between a sentence. I was like, "Ooh, that's a good one. It's just going to be. I just want to have like 50 shades of Adam Azer laughs. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's all that I'm looking for. All right, talking real quick about our listener leagues. I uh, just want to let you guys know, Bogman. I don't know where you're at, but I have made a turnaround. I was four and zero in all my leagues last week. Again, swept in. Uh, I swept it up in the uh, Amazon and the Beast League. I started the Beast League. I think zero and three. I'm now three and three. I am back He's in on this a roll. hunt. Yeah, where are you? At? You're three and three because you just lost to Marky Mark.
2: Yeah, I lost in the Amazon League, so I am 3-3. Three and three. I think I may still have more points than you just because my first couple weeks were really good. But I scored a decent amount of points this week. I had 110, but Marky Mark scored the most um, just a little bit ahead of you, the Welsh. Yeah, 126 that's in the Amazon League. To 122, and I scored 110. So, um, you know, I, I'm right there. But, you know, dude, losing, losing Jamal has hurt me oh it's brutal and
1: that was your big one in the beast league by the way i I scored the most points this week going to three and three took down honcho scored 140 points chill is you beat honcho I beat Honcho last week. Everybody beats Honcho. It's like the Oprah thing. Yeah, you get you get a win against Honcho. You get a win against Honcho. He's only two and three. Well, now he's actually two and four. Uh, Chill is still rocking first place in that league. Actually, took down second place. It was a big, uh, big one versus two matchup this week. So Chill is still rocking that. Give him credit where credit is due. You are moving up the ranks at four and two. I am three and three. Listener leagues are going well. And just want to thank everybody for participating in that because it has been so much. Fun and all of that, and we got to get. I think we keep talking about this. We got to get an update from all of our commissioners on the satellite leagues. Yeah, from everybody. If every
2: commissioner could send me uh, their high-scoring guys after this week. That would be fantastic. We'll get an update for everybody.
1: That'd be great. Thanks That'd be so much. Great. Uh, make sure to come and play in our contest this week and on FanDuel. It's FanDuel.com/slash/ITLfootball. You guys know what it is, but come and play with us. Five bucks. Uh, you 25 know injuries. how it is. And if you're brand new, just use our promo code football and download that SeatGeek app uh, for really any time. I mean, you could download it now, and you could set yourself up. Or if you want to go hit a game, whatever it is. Like, like Bogman just said, you're actually at a point right now where you could almost go see everything. I think you could see everything. Maybe you want to get playoff tickets you could go to baseball, to
2: the World Series, or the uh, you know division or the championship series in yep. baseball. You can go to hockey. Yep. You can go to basketball preseason. You can go to football and college
1: football. And uh, college anything? basketball is going to be starting very very soon. And you could go to see? Arizona Fall League if you're down this way. So really, this is a, a a pure moment in fantasy or in this is a pure moment in sports where you can hit everything, and if you download that SeatGeek app, uh, they will make sure that you guys are hooked up with not only the actual best-rated seats, which they give you, uh, but the actual best prices, and you get 20 bucks back when you use our promo code ITLFootball. Uh, the last things to let you guys know is, if you guys want to join in the conversation on our Facebook group, it's uh, facebook.com slash group slash ITL nation. Uh, or you can just hit us up and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you guys hooked over there. If you don't, if you can't find it, you can find us on Twitter. Is it the Welsh or Bogman sports? We can get you hooked up. You guys are, you know, Sunday, it's very active. Should I start this guy? And the whole collective group is, uh, you know, giving their answers and whatnot on there. Uh, check out the ITL DFS podcast. Don't know who's hosting it this week. It'll just be a big old juicy surprise for you guys. Uh, <laughs> if it'll be Bogman or myself, but whoever it I'll probably finish. Uh, higher in the contest and check out our basketball podcast if you guys are interested in basketball we filled out satellite leagues in there, like like gangbusters the season's about to start so if uh maybe you know last minute some buddies of yours are like hey you should come play basketball we have a litany of episodes of mock oh, drafts yeah. and rankings let
2: us be your secret weapon.
1: Well, let us be your muse, really, uh, for, for your fantasy basketball season, because next week, Bogman and I have a couple drafts in our keeper leagues. So we're looking forward to that. So come join in the fun of those listener leagues and uh, check out the website inthisleague.com where we've shop
2: got. Shop Amazon.
1: Oh, yeah. Shop Amazon. Go,
2: go to inthisleague.com, find our Amazon banner, click on it, and then do your normal Amazon shopping. It mm-hmm. helps your boys. We get a little bit of a kickback, so and remember that for uh, Black Friday coming up, holidays coming up. Oh, it's almost Halloween. The well, Jesus
1: Christ, I know. It's almost November. It's almost the end of the year, which is the problem. Uh, which is freaking me out. But yeah, we'd appreciate that. There's nothing else to do except you just click on the banner, then do your stuff. And, uh, and so you guys know, remember also we've got all those articles on the website during the week for your football season. Uh, Nico has your uh, waiver wire article. That's out uh, Tuesday morning. We've got your ranks that are out Thursday and your PPR ranks that Nico and honcho do. So we've got all of that stuff and new stuff coming to the website all the time. So make sure that you're doing that. Uh, Holler at your boys. We will talk to you guys next week. Go win those leagues. And rock that fantasy football. I'm the Welsh editor, Bogman. Peace out. hell. Take it.
0: Come on. Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.